Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Everybody else had to walk up, you know, every once in a while, move it or adjust it. He never even did that. He just turned around and it was there every time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, that was awesome stuff that always speaks. All right. Okay, here we go. All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And back on the show, we have Gail from Align Helicopter. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Gail. Awesome. How's it going? It's going good for me. Nice yeah. little warm here. Got a lot of work and uh, enjoying the 700XN. Yeah, nice. This is episode number 109, Fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly with Gail. Nice. So, Gil, what's warm for you? Low 80s? Um, I think it's in the 60s to 70s. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, oh, I, I mean. deal with that. Yeah, it's not miserably hot when it's 80 or higher. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Although some people feel that it is. But, um, you know, when it's a cool day and it's good for nitro weather and your fingers aren't frozen by the time you're done flying, then yes. I consider that warm enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your eyes aren't that's tearing up. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the worst. When you're flying and the cold air is cold wind is just making your eyes tear. You're like, yeah. I got to watch the helicopter. That's bad. So, mm-hmm. so Gail, you're in uh, San Diego. I know you're in California. I forget where you were at, though. Um, I'm I'm right. by uh, The easiest way to tell you is I live in a smaller city because they all blend together. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's right just north of the Ontario Air- International Airport. Um so it's it, the city's called Upland, but nobody ever knows where that is. So you just got to look at the airport and go north and just a little bit, and it's right there. Okay. Oh, cool. So are you going to be a part of the new state when they break it all up, or are you staying with the old state? <laughs> <laughs> is that a political question? <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, I'm just curious. Oh, <laughs> California's a little different. Let's put it that way. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Taxes are bad. How's that? Yeah. Sure, sure. All right, so let's check in with everyone's week. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. I never go first. All right, then you go first, Kevin. I'm going first. Uh, dude, I flew on Saturday. We all got together down at the field. It was like, what was it, upper 40s, 50s, and uh, I had a great time, man. Mm-hmm. It was windy, though. Yeah. Uh, the winds Custy. were were gusty but uh dude i had so much fun it was great to get out there and, and fly and uh i brought um i brought my oxy uh 255 my 285 and i'm still having problems with the neo on the 285 uh but mm-hmm. the 255 man i'm just beating the crap out of that thing and i having a blast with it man at one point i was doing pyros pretty i wouldn't say low to the ground but uh, lower than normal for me and I was, under 10 feet yeah and i was i was pretty comfortable with it and you you were cracking me up you were like on the deck man <laughs> yeah screaming out on the deck <laughs> uh, yeah that's great and i can't believe like i figured you know uh winter would come along and i would kind of slow down with the helicopters because you know the guys at rchn used to talk about how their settings come come springtime would be a little bit too much for them and they would kind of ramp them down a little bit mm-hmm. because they weren't flying that much in the winter and i'm just like i know i haven't been out as much as you because i've been sick and all that but man with the 690 i'm feeling so comfortable with that model because i'm flying it more maybe i don't know i'm just 
you know, I'm, I'm not feeling that kind of dip at all, which is awesome because I figured I'd have to, you know, dial stuff down and kind of go back. I, I did have to do that last year. Um, yeah. But man, it's that 690. I'm just loving it, man. I'm just having such a good time with that, with that helicopter too, man. It's yeah, just, no, definitely. It's you been can, awesome. You can tell from your flying with that thing. You. Yeah. I'm, I'm more comfortable. It's not scaring the crap out of me anymore. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking to like slightly maybe go up in head speed. Cause I could, I notice things, you know, in the tail and TikToks and stuff like that. And the same with the oxy, you know, I want to, I want to experiment a little further with either pitch or head speed and, you know, just slight increments, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But, uh, brought out the old FT Spitfire man and somebody, I don't know who I think it was you said, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that doing here? Yeah, why'd you bring that thing out? <laughs> yeah, I brought that. Well, that was hanging in the garage, and I don't know. I was just like, I'll, I'll take that with me. And uh, so I brought that. I brought the the Twisted Hobbies Crack Beaver, which I crashed through the seating area at one point. Yeah, the pits. Yeah, the pit area while you guys mm-hmm. were eating lunch. That was a nice uh, rude awakening there. Yeah, freaking because of the gusty wind. Uh, I'm usually I can handle it with that plane, but man, it just took off and went like crazy to the left and then behind my head yep so other than that dude i've been printing like mad with the 3d printer i got uh i ran out of green filament i got blue filament in i'm printing the steerman out you know and uh printed all 10 pieces for that and just started gluing the blue fuselage together uh today before we're we're recording here i think i'm done with the blue filament i just had to print the landing gear and i was watching the build video and i know i kind of like got on these guys for their crappy build video and and the way they had 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 produced it but uh i sat through it and the landing gear dude has you're gonna laugh the landing gear has movable up and down you know like pistons but it uses it uses springs that are actually 3d printed okay yeah yeah and uh i was kind of like i wonder how that's gonna work but uh we'll see how that works i'm gonna try and get a printing head for the let spot mini that can handle the ninja flex stuff and uh mm-hmm. and print out ninja flex wheels but i brought the nice. fuse i brought the green fuselage to the field and you know the motor piece and let the guys all check it out this weekend and it was pretty cool had a lot of questions you know about weight consideration and stuff like that i think it's gonna sure. fly great though man from the videos i've seen you know i just put a big motor in there and yeah, and so far, you know, I've, I've weighed the fuselage. The fuselage is about a pound, uh, maybe a pound and a quarter. And so, I mean, you got the wings and, uh, and the rest of the stuff. So maybe it'll be about three and a half pounds, roughly. Um, Isn't that heavy for a plane? I don't know, because I've been looking at... It's heavy for uh, a 41 to 44-inch plane. This is a little bit larger than that. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's probably it probably is a little heavy, but I don't know. I'll, I'll get going. You know me, I'll yeah. get it freaking flying. I mean, so it'll just handle the wind better, that's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to, man. What have you been up to? Uh, so yeah, I flew on Saturday with you and then a bunch of the club members, Mike and the old president, club uh, president Mike. Um, so yeah, I, I only brought two helis to the field. It was the Oxy-4 and the, the Goblin Black Thunder 700. I had about uh, three flights on the Black Thunder and I had around six on the Oxy-4. I got to say, the Oxy-4, I mean, with the the stretch kit on it, right. it flies fantastic. Like, it really is, like, 
that's i mean i don't know it's just it flies so great um it looks better too it looks more to scale with the, with right the, yeah, yeah with the giant canopy there mm-hmm. um and i actually had to dial the pitch down a little because i you know i normally dial in my 12 and a half it's kind of my normal go-to uh default setting and i was flying at 3300 you pop into that collective and it's gone it's just boom all the way on the other side of the field boom back to the other side it's just you know yeah. so nimble and quick so I dialed it down to about like 12, a little less than 12, 12 um, 11, 8, 11, 9. And that seems to be a, a little bit better um, where I'm doing, you know, where I expect to like pop in and out of the collective when I do like, say, uh, Mobius flips or Apiro flips and stuff. Um, I don't feel like I'm really moving. At, you know, I don't need to go a little bit less in the collective. Like that's kind of where my normal muscle memory is. So okay. that seems to be working well. Um, I did have a small tip over on my last landing, uh, <laughs> which uh, ended up breaking a servo gear and a, and a ball off the main grip, which kind of sucks because when when it broke off, it sheared right off at the main grip, and you know the arms aren't replaceable like like they are on 700 size helis or 550s or bigger, you know. So you basically have to either try to Dremel it out or drill it out. I tried drilling it out, but that just made the hole too big, and you know couldn't fit the bolts. So I was like, all right, well doesn't matter i'll just order some parts oh, so i got the okay. parts on order the servo gears you know i had so many uh bk 3001 you know output shaft gears just from my 380 days so i had enough of those so i was just like oh let me replace that real quick so that was a five minute job um but once i get the other parts in now I'll, I'll be able to get that bird flying again so it should be before this weekend which is great oh, cool. uh worked on the oxy three you know, I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't know. Let me, you know, I feel like there's the dampening on the head was all off. So I was like, let me take the head apart and, I, you know, come find out the spindle's bad. <laughs> and I've been flying like that for, I don't know, weeks. I just, I never noticed it, you know. I might have a little wobble and spool up, but as soon as it spools up, on 6S, that thing, you know, screaming <laughs> at 4,000 RPM, um, it doesn't, like, I couldn't notice any bent spindle or anything. It flew perfect. You're straightening the spindle out at 6S? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I was like, okay, bent fittering shaft. I got plenty of those. Let's fix that. I put a new main gear in there because that was looking a little worn. So I, a little, I did a little maintenance on that. So that should be ready to go this weekend again, too. Yeah, besides that, I got couple things i want to do i gotta still i'm still waiting for the parts for my gallery x7 i ordered them last week and it's oh it's been a week now and kind of like where's my parts <laughs> come on where's my parts where did you so order them from uh empire right so okay i don't know maybe the parts are out of stock or something i don't know i didn't really pay attention i just kind of clicked what i needed and and got the order and so hopefully i should be getting those soon though before this weekend comes before the podcast gets released, so that way I could have that back in the air, and I could fly it and beat the crap out of it for making me spend, you know, I probably spent about a hundred and fifty bucks, and I've gotten like a flight and a half out of it. So, oh boy. you know, I'm I'm like I gotta now fly it. Like I need to at least get like a dozen flights in before the thing, you know, before I make the decision if I'm gonna sell it or not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, basically. uh that's kind of been my week. Uh, I'm dying to fly. I'm dying to sim. I just want to, uh, you know, I, that you know, I showed you that little move that I have now that I do, and like because of that, it's kind of like revamped or reamped me into like, you know, just trying to get out there and fly more and more because you know I'm, I'm and you know I'm basically taking this one move 
and stretching out the move and doing different things with the move and different you know pers- um, perspectives of it that it's really kind of opening up my flight envelope. At least that's the way I feel. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool. So I'm like, ooh, I want to do this. I want to try this. And like on the sim, I'm trying a lot more stuff. And I feel like my orientation training is kind of clicking a little more, you know, at least in certain aspects of doing certain moves. So bringing that heli, flipping it, wallace knife edge, rotating the tail, whichever direction, and then like popping inverted and popping it, you know, upright and inverted, like all different angles and stuff. I'm, I'm really getting used to it. Um, so I feel I'm progressing, right? And once you get that, that like little bit of progression feel in, it's just like, it just amps you up to just do more and more and more. So, um, I almost, I I did almost (laughs) with that progression and that being amped up and I guess, um, overzealous a little bit. I did almost put in my black thunder (laughs) 700 on the first flight, uh, you know, kind of spun the tail instead of doing a 180, I did a 360 or a five <laughs> or whatever, 570 or some amount of rotation. And I was coming out of it and I'm like, uh, am I, am I tail in or nose in? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, yep. Last minute caught it and popped it up and I was like, okay, I'm good. But, uh, yeah, I did have a, about to hit rescue. Oh shit moment, you know, but, uh, yeah, I did able to rescue myself or what I call bail myself out and not have the, you know, the Neo bail me out. So, so that was actually pretty good once I did like find out, you know, realize what orientation and pull the trigger and make the move and bail myself out. So, so that was cool. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of been my week or weekend for the most part. Uh, what about you, Gail? Well, I, I did about the same. I, I, I flew the 150s because I haven't flown in a while just because of work and the videos and the schedule. But uh, I spent some time taking care of all the 150s. Um, well, I have three. Uh, getting them fixed, correcting the items that need to be corrected, and spent some time flying this weekend in front of the house. So that was fun. Uh, managed to avoid hitting the neighbor's car. So that's probably a plus. That's always a plus, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear the power line and you can't hit the car. Sure. Um, and pools are bad. But yeah. uh, I, I spent a lot of time because the Vegas Fun Fly is approaching. So I spent some time yes. working on videos um, because, you know, we have a coding thing we'll talk about and a prize that people can win even if they're not going. I'm working on those. Um, we're in the middle of right now finishing the build video and all the editing because there's a lot that goes into it. Um, people don't maybe they don't realize it. A, the kits come over to uh, me specifically so that I receive it way in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you say way in advance, it's before they ever hit the United States as far as being sold. That gives me a little bit of a head start to start filming, go through things, make some corrections to the manual if I miss something the first time around. Or quality and, control stuff, yeah. Yeah, and edit. I mean, the last this last 700XN video took me almost two weeks to, about a week and a half to edit. Wow. So there, there's a... I try to catch up on some of those things that I have to do because I have build videos. But um, I actually tinkered with um, upgrading the Beast Plus from 4.2 to 5.0 because um, I need to do it once before I film it, just in case sure, something's right. wrong, you know. Right. And of course, something went wrong. <laughs> oh, and if I was filming, it would have been real bad. But um, it, it's easy to upgrade. It's just I did something stupid and um, didn't take my own advice and. It was, it was laughable. The thing started spinning the head did with the blades on it um, oh, slowly, man. but it's one of those moments where you're going, 
where's the battery plug? Where's the power plug? <laughs> yeah. I could do it without plugging the battery in, you know, and using the ESC. I just was being lazy and said, oh, this is going to be easy. It's on the kitchen counter next to some stuff. I'll just take care of it here. I don't want to go to the garage and work. Uh-huh. Um, sure enough, starts pulling up, you know, and then you have that moment of, oh, my God, where's the battery? Pull it, pull it. So I did it. So I make mistakes, too. Um, and really, other than that, just uh, I actually did some honeydew things. So I took a little bit of a break because I spent a lot of time working and a lot of hours on the helicopter and decided that my uh, list of things and items that my wife puts down and that we agree that we're going to take care of around the house, I try to knock a few of those off. So nice. I did that this weekend because um, it's going to get busy here in another week. For me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that's about the extent of it. Other than uh, I did get a couple flights in on the 700X in. Love it. Nice. And Can you tell us about that? Like, so how's it feel to fly? Like, I mean, you know... Is it because the seven hundred X is such a light seven hundred electric, right? So how's the XN compare as far as like a, is it a very light seven hundred nitro? I mean, does it fly similar to the seven hundred X? Um, I, I think it flies lighter. So you know, we talk about flying styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I just putzed around with it because I don't want to break it. Sure. <laughs> you know, and I still have some filming to do, so I just kind of putzed around. But it it it's. I mean, I mean, the helicopter flies great. It, it's fairly responsive, and I think that's due to the decrease in the weight of the main blades, um, mm. because traditionally aligned blades are about two hundred and ten, I think, two twenty grams. I'm not sure exactly. Um, oh, okay. And and nitro died off, so people stopped making blades specifically for nitro, or a lot of pe- a lot of the companies did. Right. And right. So when we came out with it. Um, when I was sitting there with Alan in Taiwan, he goes, we got to make nitro only blades. And, and we were discussing it because of, um, three blade sets and weight, weight ratios. And, you know, how do we make them lighter and more responsive for uh, cyclic? So I think the cyclic response is just enhanced or it seems more responsive just because the blades are lighter. Um, I didn't know that that's, that's cool. Yeah. Cause the blades change it. So that, that's something I learned from Alan. So I, I just really kind of flew it around and made sure it flew and did everything because um, the helicopter I have, the, the situation is, is that we have two. We have the uh, 1700XN with the YS96 on it with uh, YS's pipe that mm-hmm. they have. So that's on the one that I have in my possession. The other helicopter that I share with Ben is um, – the, and it's really, the other one's really set up for him. This one's going to be set up for him. It'll just be a completely stock helicopter um, other than, and it'll actually use the Beast Plus for testing. So he has the other other model with the YS91 running a Hattori pipe. Okay. And so we're doing some testing on both the helicopters. Um, there's, some, there's a couple people besides Ben that are helping us out. And we're just doing, you know, trying to help YS out and give them an opinion on what they asked us to do. And so we're doing that. The advantage of the reason I have the 96 is because that's the motor that they're, that's their, you know, main motor that they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can have a debate whether 91, the 96, the 105, everybody has their flavor. Sure. But th- their new model is the 96. And it does have a little more power than the 91. Um, but when we travel, with Ben, he'll bring his electric, and then this year we're going to take the nitro as many places as we can. 
because we're working with BP and BP is going to help us with some fuel, at least getting it to the locations right. so that we have the fuel and, and they're good people and, and Tommy does a great job to help us. Um, so that will allow me to bring the 96 because if we had it the other way around, then I'd be bringing the 91 and it was just a decision of which motor is your newer motor and which one do you want to, you know, people to Showcase. see. Yeah. Yeah. Which right. one do you want people to see? So it just ended up that way. So when I say I just kind of puts it around, the answer is yes, because I have to drive to Vegas and um, everybody will be there and we'll do a couple days of, of work and other things, not only for the line piece and the helicopter, but for the YS piece. And that way, everything's in a good shape when I go and I don't have to walk into the shop and say, hey. And then they go, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I flipped it upside down a couple times, flew it, put a couple tanks of gas, you know, nitro through it. Oh. And um, flies, I think it flies neat. I, I mean, you can't hear the gears. And, and I don't even know why that'd be a problem. I think people think that they'd be turning and having this huge noise over a whining, you know, nitro motor. Yeah. But you really can't hear the gears. It, it appears to feel lighter. Um, okay. And and the little lofty, I don't know if it's lofty is a good word for it, but um, responsive without being kind of heavy, if that makes sense. Sure, like floaty and, and agile. Yeah. yeah, agile. I think it's to do to the blades. I mean, that was a key component that Alan um, was very adamant about um, to, to make specific blades just for the nitro helicopters. Because not only that, but now you can take this 700 blades and um, actually somebody told me this. And... Um, Oh, I was having a discussion with Mark Lattimore. He, he flies for YS, and he's an avid uh, Align fan of the Nitro Helicopters, and he's building a 700XN. And he was he called me to ask me a question, and he was helping me with a couple things of, hey, make sure you talk about this in the in the build video as far mm -hmm. as these are little things that I've learned. And and he had some very good points, which is always receptive, you know, to be able to talk to somebody like that and have them give you little tidbits of things that they've done and then they're able to tell you and you can hear you you've actually it's happened to you or you see it and that resolves this little minor issue we're talking about just applying you know r48 on maybe a couple of the bearings or mm -hmm. maybe do that but um he actually told me he goes i says you need to try the new blades because i know you don't run aligned blades and he he said well yeah i run 690s and I said, because oh, of the weight? And he goes, yes. And I said, run these. They're 180 grams. And he never read the specs. Um, right. I said, run them and then tell me what you think. So he was excited because he's running 690s and he's a nitro guy. And he's going to be at the Las Vegas Fun Fly, the Fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly. He's going to do the OS or YS tuning and OS tuning clinic. So he's going to awesome. take care of with the YS with JC Zankel. And if you got a, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if you got a, a nitro and it's a YS or an OS, but if you come out, he's really excited about it because he wants to be able to actually physically turn some of these needles and say, Hey, here's where you should be at. Yeah. And yeah. have them, you know, have the helicopter tested a couple of times and be able to hear and see the exact differences of where you should be because it is an art, you know, to some form. Definitely. Um, so that, that's the story about the, the blades. I would encourage everybody to try them and, if maybe you know somebody that has a nitro and you have a different brand and you want to try them, then maybe try somebody's by borrowing them and see if you if it helps your helicopter perform, even if it's a different brand. Yeah, no, for sure. That hands-on is, is awesome. 
you can't pass up that that's great yeah so. that's awesome and it's awesome that it's not like well you know we'll only do ys motors or something it's like if you have an os sure let's do it you know that's great yeah, yeah i mean ys is sponsoring the the look the clinic mm-hmm. uh, and and they came up with the idea which i thought was great you know they're nice people and it was like hey let's do the ys and os right um you know, and I said, that's fine. Alan, so Alan Zabel Jr. is going to work with um, Nick Maxwell. And uh, I think Nick knows about it. At least I hope he does. <laughs> but, but he's a good sport. I mean, you ever need sure. something, you just go up and ask Nick. That's what he goes. That's what we go to Fun Flies for. So, uh, you know, we go to Fun Flies to fly and everybody sees Alan fly a helicopter and they see Ben fly a helicopter. But our team and our people go to Fun Flies for two reasons. One, because they're supposed to be fun in the interaction piece and fly. But the other part is that if, if people have questions or they or they like information, it's a good way to be face to face and ask those questions. Um, so that's the second reason. And Nick does a great job of it. Yeah, I've seen him in action. He's helped people right in front of me. I mean, just a super person. And we're the same way. So if somebody needs something, we're there for that purpose. The Fun Fly just has the clinic, which. Um, I think the guys will do a very good job and what it's on the schedule and how they're going to do things. Um, if you're someone that needs help, it's free. It's just part of your pilot pass. And mm-hmm. if you have your helicopter, great. And if you don't and you want to walk over and watch and pick up a couple little tips, um, then you're free to do so. Um, so that's what we're going to do on, on Saturday. All right. Fantastic. Cool. So, yeah, why don't we go right into the main topic here and talk about the fun fly. All right. So uh, so tell us some stuff about the event. So the event is officially scheduled for the 23rd, 25th through the 25th. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. As everybody knows, Sunday is usually a travel day, so the field is very light. Yep. Um, the field is also available on Thursday. So people get arrive at Vegas early because there are several people that have said they're coming in early. And if they if they want to come out and fly on Thursday, the field be open. We might have to stop flying at certain parts just for a short period of time if we're setting something up. Very unlikely we'll do very very much of that, but it's it'll be closed to the anybody other than helicopters. The event starts on Friday. With that being said, there's a couple of um, really cool things that are going on. So on on Friday, just a normal day. And registration will open early, and then it's open flying. And we're going to have a demo time because we have a lot of companies coming this year. And, I mean, they're they're bringing some really good pilots. And what we don't want to do is shut down the whole field for this endless display of demos. So everybody's getting a a short window time slot. They can have two pilots fly, one pilot fly, three pilots fly, whatever they want to do in their time slot. But we're going to move through it very quickly. Um, Charles Anderson, the president of Urch is going to do the announcing. He knows most of the pilots. He knows the helicopters an avid flyer, um, you know, and he'll be able to talk about different things and we'll get some notes and pass that information along. So it'll be basically a 40 minute window of jam packed, hard flying. Um, Kenny Coe's coming from Taiwan. So he's the world champion. If you, I, I, I was fortunate enough to see him fly in person, stood right next to him at the field. It was great. I mean, the guy's good, um, and he and he's creative with what he does. So he'll be there and do a demo. And then we have Reese coming from 
uh, eight-year-old kid. If you didn't see yeah. him in Urchie, you'll see him in Vegas, and he'll put most of us to shame because <laughs> he, yeah. he's he's really good. Great. Yep. Um, so so that that that'll be that demo window that we have from eleven thirty to twelve ten, and the club's going to do lunch at that time, and the menu okay. will be posted. So it'd be nice to help the club. Um, yeah. We help the club because this isn't really a. It's not this. Funplay is not designed to be a moneymaker. It's designed to turn around and bring people together, let everybody have an open time flying, bring in the vendors or sponsors. There's no charge to them. It's a donation. It, it's, hey, look, you got a T-shirt? Give a T-shirt. I mean, if we were giving away 10 T-shirts, that would be fine because it's more about the flying, but we don't want anybody to go broke, and it's difficult for these companies to cough up goods all year long for all these fun flies. It is for us. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and so if people think that they're becoming, um, they don't care, that's not really the truth. It's just that, hey, there's only so much money. We can only give so much away. And as you spread that out over a year's event, it makes it very difficult, especially if you're, you're doing it for a lot. And, and you try to do as much as you can. So, you know, I hope people understand that the companies are, are some of them are having a tough time. Sales aren't like they used to be. Uh, for for some companies, um, sales are definitely not like they were during the heyday when mm. things were just being thrown out to everybody because it didn't matter. So that makes it tough. But the whole getting people together that gives these companies that are spent time either a giving product to give away to the pilots that are there, b helping with the cash incentive that is people can win outside the event, and then the thirdly the time and money that they spend going to the event because that, that in itself is a lot of cost um, that people don't see behind the scenes, the airplane tickets, the hotel, the food, yeah. you know, depending on where you're coming in from the world. So the rest of the day on Friday is that open flying and then there'll be spotlights and night flying. Um, it says 10 o'clock on the schedule, but you know, they usually go a little bit longer. It depends on the temperature and we should be okay. Then Saturday's the big day like any event. Um, registration opens up at 7. It's the same situation. Everybody's fly. Uh, most of the sponsored pilots are will go to different flight stations. Um, the vendors will be out in the parking lot. They'll be there Friday too. Parking lot's not that large. Uh, so it's very easy to go and talk to anybody you want to talk to, and the group will all be there. Um, then we'll have the shutdown for about 11.30 to 12.10. And that is uh, for the demos again. And then the club will serve lunch during that time. Then we have the clinic at 2 o'clock. That's the time that is scheduled. And then the raffle starts at 3 o'clock. And we have it from 3 to 4. Right after the raffle is when kind of the fun starts. Because at 5 o'clock, we'll have the barbecue dinner for everybody. Nice. So right now we have a marinated chicken we're going to do this year. Um, it's easier. Danny. The barbecue king Juarez, who's on our on the team of line, is going to be the is the is the guest chef. He's actually really good at barbecuing. So awesome. I think him on this one. I just put it up that he was going to do this, and then I put it in a video, and I said, "Find your name in the video," and he <laughs> realized he's now the barbe- barbecue king. But um, <laughs> we have chicken and different different cuts of chicken for everybody, and the, there should be plenty of food. And the vegetable slash whatever we have will be based on what's available sure, um, yeah. and, and, and cooking constraints. Because this, this year, um, I died last year cooking tri-tip um, just because of space. So we rented two big six-foot barbecues. 
So that would be fine. And then and then Saturday night is night flying. So if people can eat and then they can still go out on the town if they want to go out on the town or they can stay and fly. And then Sunday is just a casual day. Um, you'll see most of us carrying everything down and doing things. But anybody that wants to come out on Sunday, they have full access to the field. And it's an air, air uh, helicopter only, no airplanes. And they can fly all day on Sunday. Awesome. I've been to that field, Gail, uh, like on vacation. I looked up a fun fly one time and they were having uh, some kind of event there. Man, they had it was it was mostly airplanes, but that was where I saw Ben fly for the first time. There was seven hundred at that field in a little demo they had going on, and it was amazing to see him fly like that. But never seen anybody fly large scale or you know the seven hundred size like that, and uh, I was blown away. I'll tell you, the guys that are coming, um, as far as uh, pilots, there's going to be some, there's some good people coming. I mean, yeah, you have a gentleman coming from. Uh, Taiwan or not Taiwan. You got Kenny Ko come from Taiwan, but you have a uh, Khan and I'm going to spell his last name P O O N N O I. He's coming from, I think he's um, Thai mm-hmm. and he flies for XL power. Yep. They're coming from China and, and he can fly. Oh and yeah. Some video. So, I, I mean, he flies really well and, and, you know, Bert will be there and he's trying to twist so his arm and Nick Maxwell <laughs> and, you just go down the list. That's cool because, you know, you, you're on the West Coast. We're on the East Coast, and we go to the East Coast Fun Flies a lot, and maybe the Midwest would flight, flight fest. But uh, being on the West Coast, you know, it gives the opportunities for the guys from Japan and, and all that to come over and, you know, and show what they got, man. Yeah, Southeast Asia and all those. Yeah, it is a, a shorter flight that way, I guess. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. Well, um, we got both sides coming because um, Luca – Who's yep. links Oxy yep, helicopter? He, he'll be there. Oh wow! As coming from, uh, I think he's from Denmark, so he'll be coming and bringing his Oxy. And then he has Justin Taylor coming from uh, Canada. Canada, and I believe one other gentleman's coming from Germany, but I'm not sure exactly. I I know that he's the person. He's already registered, and I believe he's part of Oxy. I just don't know uh, yet. Um, but I know that he competed in a couple of contests. I mean, like Global 3D, I believe, or a couple of those contests in Europe. Um, so I'm sure he's a very good pilot. Um, and he's either tied to Oxy or not tied to Oxy. I just don't know. So you got guys coming from all over the place. I've been to that field uh, when there was a football game going on also. And even with all of that going on, there still is a lot of parking. You can they line the cars up, you know, heading up to the. I know you said the park, the parking lot itself isn't that large, but I mean they park as you're going up towards that field. You know, it really makes it easy. It, it's close parking, and it makes it easy to just park, hang out, and um, I, I like that field. I like the way it's set up. No, no, it's a great field, and and I, I should probably clarify the parking lots are too small because people go, oh, we can't park. That. Um, you can look online and you can see easily the directions to get to the field. And there's a graphic picture. And when you pull in, there's plenty of parking down below the lower parking lot. Right. But the upper parking lot is where the vendors end up, you know, uh, the booths end up um, and a, a few cars and a couple trailers just because we have to have security there. You're talking to one of the security guys each night because I have to do it or the person above me. And there's no way my boss is going to sit out there. We laughed about it, but, um, so when you put everything in that parking lot, you know, you're talking about, I don't know, maybe 
15 different companies coming and putting up and showing off their products and having people to talk to and you put 10 by 10 tents that covers a lot of the parking lot yeah but as soon as you go down the hill there's plenty of places to park some people may have to walk a little further than than others um it wasn't too bad last year it probably will be a little bit worse but there's places to park is is the situation so awesome so is this the first year or how long has this event been going on the fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly is a relaunch of the original Fun Fly, and and I don't know how long a line used to do the Fun Fly there, and they had different contests. In fact, I think Ben ended up, and I could be wrong on this, but I think Ben ended up flying for a line because he won a contest there. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, but but it it happened for many many years, and I went to one I, I don't know several years ago. I, I mean it was before. It was right when the market was kind of starting to die off a little bit. And so they had their peak of people, but it was really labeled as a line fun fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, you know, maybe 10 years and a gentleman ran it. He did a great job. And we entered into the picture because the line wanted to do a fun fly. And it was really, hey, we like to do something and we'd like you to see if you can do it in Vegas. And I said, that's fine. We can do that. However, we need to make it. Um, and I've told the story a couple times. We need to make it, you know, universal to where it's not about a line. It's about the hobby itself because I think it sure. will promote the hobby better. And if it's open to everybody and there can't, somebody's got to fit the bill. So you're going to fit the bill. And then we'll deal with it, you know, how things work out. So um, it's really the years I'm not sure, and I'm sure there's people out there that know, and they went to many of them. I went to the last one, then it continued for a little bit, and Mark Meeks, who is, um, and this is a little plug at him because he does a really good job, and he busses butt behind the scenes, but we call him the hostess of the mostess because <laughs> he does so much work. But he said, hey, why don't, you know, I said to him, why don't we do this together? And so last year we put it all together. And there's more people involved. You got Barry from the Las Vegas Soaring Club. You have Ben, who lives there, Alan. And then you have all these sponsors that come out and help and do different things. Um, you know, we had guy guys flying on our team, and all they did was work. They didn't even want to go out and fly last year because they just wanted to be part of something where all these different companies were. So um, this is the relaunch. Officially, it'll be the second year of it. Okay. Uh, and it's blown up this year. I mean, yeah, I, I, it was never intended to be like this. It was just intended to be a smaller group of people with a, with the, some of the vendors. Now we've got people coming from all over the world. We're, we're over 100 pilots right now registered. Wow, that, that's we're, awesome. Still have, um, you know, I don't know how many days. The counter online says, you know, 30 days. We get mm-hmm. two or three registrations a day, sometimes more. That we'll probably have about a hundred and hundred and fifty people, I would guess, um, pilots. Sure. And then you know, with the other people that come and watch, there'll probably be a, several hundred people. You know, a couple hundred people there. And what's interesting is, at the same time, my understanding is there's another helicopter event in Las Vegas at that time, and it's a full scale hel- I mean, full size helicopters. Oh. oh Some wow. Best- show and i i don't know that much about it i haven't looked it up i just somebody called me and said oh yeah we're going here and then we're going to come over to the fun fly and i they told me it was a full scale they they go you go over at this location and watch the helicopters come in because they'll fly in 
and then they take off the main blades and put them into the com whatever convention location and then put the blades back on so they're inside you know full full scale helicopter oh that's crazy oh, wow, that's man. Cool. <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna try to find out more because I, I arrive on monday so hopefully i'm there early enough and maybe that's something i can sneak away with with a couple people and go watch because they mm -hmm. said it's supposed to be really cool so maybe we might get a little traffic from that you never know right yeah and i know that field itself has some history um because that's behind the university of las vegas stadium mm-hmm it's Bennett Field, right? I always, I always think Las Vegas. I think Sam Boyd because uh, he's kind of built it up. But uh, it's the Bennett Field, right? Correct. And and Bennett was the, my understanding. The story works this way: is that um, the gentleman owned Circus Circus, yeah, and he had hobby stores in town, and he had several fields that he purchased the property and put up throughout Las Vegas. I believe Bennett is the last one, and they, it was gifted or given to the county, and that's part of the arrangement. That be, it's a flying field. And then he also, his house still is down the strip. I mean, it's just a slab, but um, I've been there and flown a helicopter there because he used to land his plane there, and the, the strip was much further away from his house where it was. Um, so that's this short story of the Bennett field. Yeah, I think there were four fields at one time that they sponsored. And I know that they had some international RC airplane, uh, you know, like like World Series of Airplane Racing going on there at one point in time. And the casino sponsored that and everything. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's a very – I mean, I'm getting pieces of the story. But if you find someone older like Alan's dad, I'm sure Alan's dad knows, oh, yeah. and, you know, knows the whole history of it. And Alan probably has a good knowledge of it too. Um, it, it's just a neat thing that the, you know, the gentleman was into, ho into the hobby industry, had hobby stores and was able to at least provide a couple places for people yeah. to fly. And one still exists. There might be two, but I, I know that Bennett field is there still. And if I'm not mistaken, that field is on real flight too. It's one of the fields you could pick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it, look, it? it looks very familiar, very, very similar. If not, you know, that field. Yeah. It's a small field. It's not, you know, it's not really not a big field um it will have four pilot stations we might try to sneak in five but it, that, that makes it kind of cramp so we'll, we'll probably stick with the four this year like we did last year yeah um but it, it's not you know it and, and the event will never be a big event i mean it may be a big event as far as um people that participate but it's all right. about the advertising with the videos that we do with the different companies um, and as they participate with us, we get better at that and, and that gives them something in return for what they're doing for the people. And we're doing the work just to do it because that helps everybody and helps the hobby. And so it's, you know, maybe next year it'll be a situation where, uh, you know, we have to limit the number and say, okay, this is how many people are going to register, register early. Um, because it, you can't have, we, we don't want to have that event where, there's just way too many people and it becomes not enjoyable and what people came to do is fly and have that ability to fly next to a lot of top pilots and see them up close and personal and then all of a sudden there's just too many people. Right. Yeah. And no one wants to wait 30, 40 minutes on queue, you know, trying to wait to fly or something like that. So. Right. And so, and, and electric helps us because we're trying to judge it in the past with how many people they had in the past mm -hmm. when that, you know, way back when, but everybody's flying nitro. 
Right, so you, right. You know, you get a nitro guy out there and he flies for, you know, six, yeah. seven, eight minutes. That cuts your time down. The electrics are, you know, three to four minutes unless the guy's running really low head speed. So the flow went pretty well last year. And there was 125 people flying. Mm -hmm. um, so we think, you know, we'll hit 150 and that'll be about it. And maybe there'll be a little more. Maybe there'll be a little less. We just don't know because the registrations just keep coming in. We never dreamed we'd be at 100 at this date. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Very cool. You know, and there's a lot of people coming. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. So let's let's talk about you know how much work did it was it was it for you um, and other folks that were helped set up like to get all these folks lined up, all these pilots, all these sponsors. Like I mean, the giveaway is insane. The amount of money, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that you guys yeah. were able to gather up. You know, last time I checked it was like nine thousand. Then I checked again, it was ten thousand. Now I'm looking at again, again, and it's eleven thousand. It's like wow, holy crap! That's a lot of like. You know, even if you talk about like we're giving out this many new kits, like I mean, eleven thousand dollars is a lot of you know uh, merchandise to be giving away and raffling away and stuff. And this is insane. Like just to organize all that must have been, whew, you know, just tons of work, huh? Um, I, I don't think it's been. It hasn't been a lot of work per se because there's a lot of good people out there. You know, I mean, you, you got part of that prize money is the the trip to Taiwan. Okay. You know, yeah. So somebody can win a free trip, and they'll go with us to Taiwan at the end of the year to the Fun Fly. Um, they'll, wow. you know, be able to be there with everybody, watch the contest, do everything that the team pilots do um, virtually because they'll be with our group, mm -hmm. and um, they'll be able to meet the people that come from from all over the country and see the different thing. And that in itself is just an amazing event. I mean, there's nothing like it. Urch is not even like it. It's just completely different. And it's completely different than if you're sitting in the stands as one of the visitors from the local community that comes to watch it versus being down with the pilots and how a line treats you and what they do. Yeah, like VIP you. pass, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a first class event. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's part partly in there. But to answer your question about getting people involved, I'm, I'm just a firm believer that everybody should try to work together. And I, I know that people are competitors, but you can be friends with your competitor and you can do things and you can try to outsmart them or you can try to outdo things. But if, if, if you try to work with people together and do go to events and be friendly with those people and come together as a whole, the group itself tends to grow and you tend to get people involved with the hobby. The hobby industry, if you look at it, if you're a plane guy, it doesn't matter whether you're planes or whether you're helicopters. I mean, planes were first. You go buy a plane at the local hobby store. You don't know what you're doing. You try to put it together. It used to be sticks when I was a kid, right? Yep. So you put your sticks yep. together. You got to coat it with paper. Now they got mono coat, whatever. You try to figure out what CG is. You got to go through all that learning curve. And sometimes people are too nervous to go down to meet a club guy right or maybe the person to, the club people are a little bit off and they don't treat you kind of nice or maybe you rub people the wrong way or you get a great experience but people are intimidated to go out and ask for that help because either lack of knowledge or they don't you know just the way na the nature of people are so my kind of thing was hey if i watch all these people f not fight but say things about other companies that 
as they were sponsored or you know maybe they thought this person wasn't a good person or this person was that and you hear all those things and I, yeah. I just felt when when I got into this and it happened to fall in my lap was hey, isn't it better to turn around and figure out how to work with everybody these I've never met any of these people other than a couple people and and believe me my experience was no different than wow really you guys act like this um, so <laughs> how, how do you change that and we had a team meeting and said this is what we're going to do and that immediately changed and hopefully it changed and we're receptive to anybody's opinion or or feedback and in return, all the people I met are really nice. So a lot of things are said, which I don't think really are necessarily true, or they may have been passed along about other people. But getting people to come together this was very easy. It was, hey, would you like to do this together? And a few of them at the beginning, which is uh, Gorgon from Mikado, USA, um, and Jason Bell. I said it probably thought I was a nut when I, we talked about it in Texas, but we were able to, you know, get things going and got a few more people involved. And this year people just came out of the work work because the event is solely about this. You don't have to give a whole lot of stuff. It's not about the money. It's about your participation. A t-shirt will work. If you want to give more because you can afford it, great. But to be involved and have be treated like every other sponsor because there's no fee for sponsorship is give a t-shirt. And that's pretty easy for companies. Now it's a choice whether you want to be involved. So most of the people are involved. There's some people that aren't. I'm saddened by the fact that they didn't want to get involved, even though I spoke to them and they seem like they might be positive about it. Um, but some people feel that it's not for them. I just think this is a way, a mini, if you want to call it an urcha, a mini way for people to talk to people with all the videos that go out and the experience that we're trying to create at the field it's a unique experience because of the mix of companies and people that are coming. Yeah. I didn't really answer the question, but it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know why it just seemed to have worked this way. And people, I mean, even horizon hobby, I spoke to them at the AMA show and, um, they were like, yeah, no problem. We'll be glad to help. I was like, yeah. okay, great. You know, we want to help because it's really about promoting the hobby. Right. I think yeah. it's the way you approach it, right? If you approach it, um, with, the you know with the the tone of like i want to promote the hobby i want all of us to do well not just my brand not your brand you know all our brands right like just the hobby itself uh the people the pilots the brands the you know the technology everything just that has to do with the hobby you approach it in that manner you'll get that good response you won't have to you know be hunting these these brands or folks or pilots down to try to get them to come they just kind of they kind of swarm towards the goodness of it, right? So, um, yeah, I think you kind of did answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's kind of unique, too, because um, for me, this whole experience has been very humbling. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I, I did – there's some people I knew of, and there's other people that I um, – their influence or what they contributed, like Bert, you know, I, I downloaded his videos to fly – um, him and Bobby, what kept me yeah. flying because I made a decision. I'm either going to learn how to do some of these maneuvers or yeah. I'm freaking done, you know? Yeah. And, and then one of the videos, uh, flight videos, and I, and I told Bobby, thanks, you're, you're in the hobby when I met him and he was really nice to me. And, and I, I told Bert that and he probably thinks I'm a nut, but that's okay. <laughs> um, 
But, but I got a kick out of it because I'll never forget the video because I flew with a bunch of sponsored pilots and they can do all the maneuvers, right? And they can fly much better than I can, most of the guys at the field. And my claim to fame was I go, I watch this video and it, he goes, this is not where you should be doing pirouette flips. And I'm watching all the guys at the field. That's the first thing they learned, right? And I go, okay. He says, I'm doing the video because there's no pirouette flips. Don't do the pirouette flips. What can't these guys do? And I, I figured out they couldn't do funnels. So they couldn't do mm -hmm. all eight funnels. So oh. I spent literally a month and a half on the simulator till I mastered all the eight funnels that I could go around five times. That's all I want to do. Be able to go around five times. I figured it to feel like I could go around three and I could, you know, say, hey, well, let's do this. Well, I can't do that. Well, let's do this. We can't do this. <laughs> so I was able to do that. But his videos were good. And he's the one that actually kept me in the hobby because it was either you learn how to do some of the maneuvers and get over the hurdles and continue to fly or I'm done spending all this money and crashing and fixing stuff and 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 crashing was you know every weekend occurrence basically right. and it became frustrating and I and I did find out and I think we touched on it one time before was it was all about the orientation yes. I just was crashing in the same orientation spot and when I went back and started all over you know, thought I knew my orientations. I found out that I really didn't, and that's what caused me a lot of problems mm. um, and money. So, absolutely. Uh, when when you look at it, there's people that are contributed and people are doing things, and um, we all show up at Urcha. Pretty much everybody shows up at Urcha, and Urcha is just a big, massive event where you know you're going and people are coming, and there's just it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for us um, because of the volume of people. This is just a smaller version per se, where now it's very easy because it's not, there's not a lot of things going on. There's not a lot for the team pilots to do other than go out and fly and go talk to people. Um, it gives us the opportunity to talk to a smaller group of people as much as somebody wants to have a conversation with us or talk about anything and allows some of these companies to actually provide that hands-on experience and that's kind of the focal point. So it makes it easy to get people there, I, I think. But I, I'm still just shocked that, you know, I mean, like Luca's coming from Vietnam and the people yeah. from XL Power are coming from China and they're willing to do those things to help contribute with a more hands on. And Luca's a pretty hands on guy from what I understand. If you fly his helicopter, mm -hmm. uh, he's pretty accessible and, and wants to do a good job in customer service. So, now is a chance for you to come in. You don't even have to register. You still can come see him, you know, and yeah. talk to him and look at his right. helicopter, you know. Yeah, true. That's kind of the atmosphere is it's about the flying, about the interaction, about being personable, help in any way, and the ability for some people to actually walk up and get real, correct information. Sure. <laughs> you know, that right. you can't get online or, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Maybe we can get people to change their ways they do things online. But that's sometimes difficult to obtain online. So it goes back full circle with that whole club orient deal is that this is an opportunity no matter how good you are or how bad you are flying. Every single person at that field at one point in their life couldn't hover a helicopter. Yeah. Okay. Very true. And yep. if, if you're older, you're going to have a tougher time flying because you don't have the patience. You just, you're not, you know, an 18 year old kid. All you have to do is go 
play a video game and it's going to take you longer to master the video game moves than it is a, a kid. But you have that ability to walk up and, and talk to anybody there and meet the actual owners of the companies which you're buying product from. Yeah. And in, in an environment that's very relaxed. Plus, the other side of it is we've been to many fun flies where the weather isn't quite good. The reason it's in February is because we're trying to miss that weather that they usually have in March, which was windy. Um, so we pray for good weather. However, there's still Vegas if something if it's really, really bad. You sure. know, we don't hope that. But I know everybody will be there for the raffle. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the raffle and dinner because there'll be a lot of food. <laughs> so we'll just have to shuffle the tents around if it's raining or something. But, you know, just hopefully we're good. So that that's kind of the whole perception. The other part is, um, I think that's the, the different piece. And, and this isn't a disrespect to the club, but it's not a club event. When you go to a club, you've got the club, the club's doing their thing. Everybody has their way of doing it. And some, and, and most of the fun flows I go to, the club does a great job. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But, but this is an event where if one of the group says, Hey, well, let's do this. Then it immediately goes to all of us and we go, okay, let's do it. So we have the ability to do things together to either give more to the public or do something better for the public that are coming to the event. And I think that's another deciding factor that it's really us and the rules are up to, and I, when I say us, I'm talking about the manufacturers, distributors, um, the main helicopter guys, you know, and some of the companies. But we're open to any ideas and some of the ideas have come from um, just regular people and we've incorporated them or they've come from one of the other what you call my a competitor which I don't even I don't consider anybody a competitor I consider them that they're trying to sell helicopters and I hope they have success because if they're having success we're having success success sure. comes together as a whole mm -hmm. and um, some ideas that come from them so that's I think the different part that makes people want to get involved awesome so with the raffles do you have what was the thing you mentioned about codes or you can kind of win stuff even if you're not actually at the fun fly? What was that? So um, this somebody came up with an idea and one of the people in the group, um, the manufacturers or distributors, mm -hmm. and it was, okay, great. So we're having a fun fly. How do we help? What do we do for everybody outside, people that can't come? And it, it also helps us from an advertising standpoint. But in each one of the videos are nested codes. Ah. And so we'll have a, a video come out and explain it, but there's a secret little code book that we'll publish. Okay. And you're basically going to have to find the codes that match up with the logos, the company logos, and then you have to decipher the code, the phrase. And then you can submit that. You can submit the um, piece of paper by scanning it. We'll have a, a special email, get it submitted. We'll send you back an email saying we received it. We'll put all those people into a, a, a raffle, and during the fun fly, because you can't be at the fun fly. You can't be a registered pilot. It's for people outside. This way, everyone has a chance to participate as long as they're in the United States or Canada, because that's our base of where, where the companies sell right. um, predominantly. Mm -hmm. And um, so you can decipher it, and we'll have a live drawing. And we're going to definitely do one, um, and I think I said it was a – a uh, $200 gift certificate. We haven't really decided yet exactly how much, but it'll be a substantial 
gift certificate. And we're going to try to do two or three. It just depends on how much or how we want to break them up because uh, we'll post the rules with the video that comes out. But the idea is to allow that person, like let's say you win it, Kevin, and you are an avid fan of Mikado helicopters. You might want to use your gift certificate at Mikado USA. So therefore, ah. it can or maybe you know you want to buy from A Main. Well, then we'll just get you the gift certificate for A Main. So it allows you to take your gift certificate, and you got to pick which company, and then the the gift certificate will be available from that company so you can purchase from them because it, it's it's kind of we don't know what you know when you when you can go up and pick a raffle prize it doesn't make sense to walk up and pick this helicopter if you can't stand it or you don't like this blades so you mm -hmm. pick something else if, if you're picking and this is just a way to try to say thank you to everybody out there that can't make it for financial reasons um or maybe they just business or whatever reason they couldn't make it, it gives everybody a chance to get a little piece of the Las Vegas fun fly. And they'll get a little present, you know, sticker like they came and a couple other things that we're doing. I'm not sure what's going to be in the pilot bag, but they'll end up with some of the items in the pilot bag and maybe a couple of little surprises. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, and I, that's amazing. Uh -huh. I'll take that exact scenario you just played out. I am a fan of Logo, and I will go right to the Mikado website. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know that. I just I I, pull, I was pulling a name out because it really doesn't matter. I mean, you can be a fan of Saab helicopters. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Pick, pick your helicopter and fly. I'm not going to convince you something's better. All too often, people try to do that, and even the team the team pilot guys, the pro guys, don't. But some of these reps, some of the people call them reps, but our, our guys are just all teams. That was the first thing was don't tell somebody what helicopter is better. I mean. The person's either going to like A or B, and they're going to have their own reason. You're not going to convince them. You're not going to change them. Um, they may change over time, but fly what you want to fly. It's a helicopter. They're not that much different. I think in this hobby, it, that's what happens. You you know, guys try different helicopters. So, like you were saying earlier, you know, uh, you don't want to call them a competitor, but if they're doing well, you're doing well. The hobby's doing well. Guys are going to be like, hey, maybe I'll try that. You know, next time around, I'm looking for this model. I'll, I'll try an Align or you know whatever. Yeah. No, that's how it was too. I Unless started with the certain brand, and I kind of wanted to explore out, you know, not because I heard they're better or anything, just to try something different, you know. Unless you live in Florida, then you you have to fly SAB. From, <laughs> from what I hear, Java country. <laughs> oh no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm only kidding. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, so. Bert. Bert said that he he would um, said he would fly one of the helicopters, one of the line ones, right? Mm -hmm. But I forget what he said. I think he said a pool or something. I guess it's a term for flying a helicopter, right? And oh, I'm looking take like, a pull, yeah. Yeah, a pull. I had no idea what he was talking about, all right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, and I'm looking going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he's trying to tell me, and I'm like, he's like, you don't get it? You don't get it? And I go, he goes, oh, man, you're kidding me. I says, no, what? He goes, I'll, I'll fly one of the helicopters. I don't have a problem with it. I said, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So people like, I mean, there, there's some new terms that are coming out that are like, really? Okay. You know, like taking a pull, like, let me get a pull on that heli, you know, like, I'll let me get a flight. And then there's yeah. people that are like, you know, uh, send it, I guess is a thing now. We're like, people are like, yeah, just, just don't worry about your brand. Don't worry about what you have. Just send it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Send it? Oh, okay. Just fly it, I guess. I don't know. 
But, yeah, um, so I, he, you know, it was funny because I didn't know, and mm-hmm. everybody's looking at me, and I thought, uh oh. So we're obviously having a moment where I have just disclosed I'm older than everybody in this group <laughs> by oh a my lot. God. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Phil can relate to this. Can't we just like us old guys are trying hard enough trying to keep up with everything? Can't we just uh, <laughs> keep it simple? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess not. So that this 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 is a way back to it. It's a way to help everybody, or a way to let people contribute, or win something at the event, whether or not there. Um, we'll um, probably do it Facebook Live in one of the groups. Um, not you know, there's you can only do one, or we might do actually two Facebook Lives, so we're in a couple groups. Um, okay. That way, everybody can see it if they want to see it live. And I, I, we just thought it was, when the, the idea came up, I thought it was a pretty cool idea. And um, everybody else did. And they said they were willing to contribute. So we ran with it. Awesome, man. Oh, that's great. So, Gail, are you going to allow camping? I know you talked about night flying and uh, stuff like that. Are they, are they able to camp or RV right there on site? You, you can't. There's limited space. Right. And we're trying to accommodate as many people as possible. Um, okay. You know, t- Technically, there's no camping, but you're not camping at the field because it's below the field. So somebody called the county and, you know, don't want to go down that path. But um, we're trying to, uh, if somebody is bringing a trailer, I'd advise them to write to the registration on the website um, at Fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly and say, hey, we're bringing a camper. And is it possible to turn around and save space? Because we're putting people on a list. Because they're, and then we're going to block off space according to how they registered when they contacted us to try to just work from the first person to the end and try to get not to say somebody should be here versus there. But the deal is, is sometimes people come in and they park their vehicle in a position where you could have maybe got in three. Right. So we want to try to maximize as much of the flat space as possible to help people. And people, people can think there's a field behind it. There's a big flat field. If you look on the map, it's between UNLV stadium and the field. It's big grass area. We can't use the grass area. They just spent 30 grand or some odd dollars, uh, resodding the field and doing some work so that the possibility of parking, you know, trailers or motorhomes on the field is out or any vehicles. Um, we were hoping that maybe we could do something there, but, um, it isn't. So we're just trying to make use of the best space possible. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be the only one there. <laughs> yeah, I won't yeah. be. But I'll, I'll be there from Monday to Monday camping. Oh, oh wow. wow. A week. Okay. Yeah. Myself nice. with my father. So he's oh, actually awesome. a team member, but that's a long story. I should tell it. It's Dennis. Um, Everett, right? Now it'll be official because it'll go global. Dennis is, travels with us. He's on the team because he's a nice guy. Like Our team is about some guys that really fly well, and then there's some people that just contribute. And everybody has their purpose because that's the part of a team. Everybody has their place. Mm-hmm. And we everybody's an avid helicopter fan. And some of them that have been around for a long time are rejuvenated by, you know, A, the mo- models coming out, and B, the way things are going. But we were in Apache Pass, Texas, and we are in the, uh, um, what's the name of the restaurant? It's uh, whatever the name of the restaurant is. 
And so everybody's sitting there, and some guy walks up to him and says, man, it's so nice of you people to come from California down here. And you know, he's all dressed up in a cowboy hat, big old belt buckle. I mean, just to die for and that you know kind of movie look. And um, he goes, oh, yeah, it's great. And he goes, and then you brought your son. <laughs> oh, jeez. And De- Dennis is only like six, seven years older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to kill me now because he says, I should have never told you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we named them the team dad. Nice. But, um, awesome. You know what? He, he's a great person. So I'll be there with him. The, the guy will help you in any way you can. He's really uh, from an engineering standpoint. Um, he's one of those guys that knows how to do the engineering things. Um, his past is that, you know, his history, work history is that way. He can solder anything. He can see stuff, um, Mm -hmm. as far as what's wrong with the helicopter. He's pretty knowledgeable from a mechanical standpoint. And the other part is he's just a lot of fun to be around. So it's a great person and he's, we've become kind of traveling buddies. You know, went to Texas last year, Arizona, Northern California, went all the way to Urcha together with, with other people. Um, so he's just a lot of fun and his heart's in the right place. He's a heli avid guy. And, and there's, I mean, ask him about his dad is if anybody runs into him, say, Hey, what about your dad? Cause his dad's in the AMA museum and his father like traveled around the world doing articles, I think in the fifties and sixties. So you can imagine, wow. you know, writing articles and he's got a book and, I think he still has the plane that his dad set like the longest flight record with or I mean and there's some history in it. And he's told me a story a couple of times. I just I don't want to screw up the story, but if if anybody meets Dennis, ask him about his dad because it's really for me, I thought it was fascinating to hear um just you know what this guy did in the time when travel flying to another country wasn't like it is today. I mean, people don't realize that. You know, when I was a kid, I flew to Wichita, Kansas. That was a huge deal. You know, people didn't fly. Um, yeah, right. Back in the 60s, they didn't fly. So for him to be to go to another country and to write an article for, you know, remote controlled stuff is just amazing that he was able to do all those things. He's a great guy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great to meet like folks that, you know, just contribute so much and not just in the flying, but just overall you know contributing in a hobby like that it's it's wonderful yeah and you know it's neat i mean there's a lot of people out there that have contributed in different ways Mm -hmm. um but that's why i think our team as a whole has a good group of people because we've got we have several different dynamics and we all get along and and i don't know how it was before but our group spends a pretty good time together as far as going to fun flies and we're pretty active. I mean, that's one of the main things is to be active. It's, and we try to do a lot for the, for the group. You know, we try to help them out with different things. Um, try to help them with travel, try to help them with rooms to offset their costs because, you know, that's what this is really about is you're trying to offset your hobby costs. Yeah. A hobbyist. So that's kind of the questions we had. Is there anything else you want to mention about the fun fly? You want to let our listeners know the folks that are going to be attending? And the folks that aren't going to be attending, you know, kind of like some kind of wrap up of like, you know, any of that stuff you want to let them know? Um, I just think that if, if you get the opportunity to come, start registering now. I mean, that's a good thing. Look for the videos that will come out afterwards if you didn't make it. And certainly if you want to participate in 
treasure hunt. Yeah. I guess we can call it. Then that's going to, the video will come out for that. Uh, the other part is, is, you know, reach out sometime. I, I would just tell you that most of these companies, and uh, when I say most, that's probably a bad statement. There isn't anybody that isn't participating that isn't a great person that I've come in contact with. And most of them are in the position because they were hobbyists at one time and they now they're a business person. But I, I do want to touch on one thing is that, that reach out to them sometimes and say thank you. Um, it goes a long way because mm-hmm. they're really most, most everybody in the hobby that's in like my position is trying to do the best we can for people on the other side as far as information. And it, you know, I may ruffle some feathers here, but unfortunately, sometimes on this online situation where there's a Facebook group, and I'm not picking on any Facebook groups because the, you know, some of these guys are great and I talk to them all the time and they're just good people and they're trying to do the same thing we're doing. But, you know, somebody will ask a very simple question like, how do you do this with this product? Right. Okay. And then you get 50 answers, and I may be exaggerating it, but you get 25 answers that have nothing to do with really answering the question. They're just opinions of what's good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's usually not somebody that's sponsored. It might just be somebody that's an avid flyer. He, he, here's the deal is that you can tell me that the fly barless unit is that this one is the best one out there. Okay, and it may be for you. But I know that I can hand that because I've done this. I've watched Alan. I watched Ben. I've watched other people. I'm not going to say their names. Go and fly a helicopter, and it doesn't have their setup on it. They don't care about the transmitter. They don't care mm-hmm. about the fly wireless unit. So be receptive that what you think is really good when you're trying to answer somebody's question is let's not let's structure it more of helping the people rather than trying to tell them what you believe is really good. Because I could tell you all day long that Align helicopters are good. I can tell you why they're good. I can tell you what engineering-wise is maybe bad with other companies. Sure. But then you get into this match of they may do the same thing. It's just yeah. not good for the industry. It's not good for the person. And it's certainly not good for the beginner. Sure, yeah. You know. Sure. So it's, from it's, a standpoint <laughs> of doing things, it would be nice to reach out to the people that are in these groups because the podcast goes out. Or the people that are on these forums, um, like we don't post on one of the forums. Why? Because I can post the right information that's actually real and tested Mm -hmm. and just get blasted myself. So I just goes, you know, whatever. I'll PM the guy. If he wants to contact me, great. But I would encourage people, for us in particular, so our deal in the line, if you're buying through, you go to Enterprise Hobby. Dot com. You look at the authorized dealers and you buy th- through them. You can pick up the phone. You can call us Monday through Friday and get support. I'm easy to find on the on the weekend or whatever for a question. I'm on Facebook. It's Gail Line. It's easy to find us to get the right answers or help you. Sometimes you may not like the answer because you may have been influenced by something else. But I just spent you know, two hours yesterday walking a guy through setting up his Beast X on his helicopter for the first time over the phone. Wow. You know, and okay, send me two pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's never set up a helicopter. He doesn't have anybody to help him. So we're that type of company that we're willing to do that if you buy the product through the authorized dealer network and 
maybe some other companies take a little bit longer to respond because just of their the way they're set up. But be patient and reach out to those because I know that you know Saab's going to respond in time, Protos is going to respond in time, Oxy Helicopter will respond. You go down the list; they will respond. Sometimes it takes them a little bit longer, and sometimes I miss stuff. You know, sure. But sure, it goes back to this: is that I find it very interesting. Um, like somebody posted on one of the forums about the cyclic speed of the Beast Plus, okay, or the the Beast. And I get a kick out of it because if you want to know what happens, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call me at Enterprise Hobby, and I'll tell you what the settings are. I know mm-hmm. what Allen's settings are. I know what Ben's settings are. I know what Colin's settings are. I even know what Jamie Robertson who settings are because, or when he was flying stuff, because they're on the helicopter, and I had to write them down so that it, you know if if Ben's going to fly, hey, was it this person's? Is it Allen's settings? If it's this, was it this person? So I just wrote them all down and kind of know where their settings are. And the reality of it is they're not that crazy. So when somebody posts something and says, hey, what's this? I find it interesting that people will post, oh, it's the it's it's pitch, you know, more pitch, and it's more this, and it's head speed. And I'm standing with Alan at an event, and the gentleman walks up and says, yeah, I'm flying with 14 degrees of pitch, and I've got this head speed. And Alan looks at him and said, you know, it's too much. Yeah. You might want to put your head speed down at, tw- or, you know, your pitch down at 12. He goes, the pitch isn't important to me. I can do the same thing with 12 degrees that I could do with 14 degrees because I'm only using yes. a very small piece of the stick mm-hmm. to control the helicopter. With that being said, these guys that are at the level of all these pro pilots, it's how fast they move their fingers. <laughs> and they're just really good. <laughs> yeah, they just yep. know how to. There's the timing. No there's a lot okay. of timing, collective management. Yeah, right. There's no, there's no secret to it. They're very basic yeah. settings for most of them. There's nothing outlandish, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, going back to where where I was leading with this is that if you have a question, because we're the distributor for the Micro Beast Plus in the United States and the next simulator. And the uh, uh, the dongle that goes along with it that you can use any transmitter. If you have a question about it, pick up the phone and call us. If you don't like the answer, you know, reach out to me. If if we don't give you the right answer, or you're having problems, whatever, just let us know so that we can become better as a company. Sure. And and it'll help people. But I'll tell everybody out there, please just answer the person's really simple question and get them up to flying rather than telling them all the things that they should change. Yeah. Because I would challenge any of those people that are saying this unit is better than this unit, that often those people can't even fly that well. Yep. Because it's yeah. not the unit, it's the pilot. Yep. You, Very it, true. I, I call this uh, brand bashing. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm new to helicopters. I have a Blade 450X and I'm running a 7200 and I, I, I'm not getting the cyclic feel that I want, right? And then, you know, instead of saying, well, why don't you go to this, you know, um, this mode, right? They have the letters or whatever and go to this and, you know, turn that up a little. It's like, oh, you should be flying a Neo. <laughs> like, oh, you should be flying Icon or you should be flying Spartan. Like, it's like, shut up, <laughs> you know? This is what I have. This is what I need help with. Sure, I could go and buy 
brand XYZ or whatever, but that's not answering my question. So you're an idiot for not answering my question. And now you, you know, you're just bashing me because I'm flying this brand. Like, what the hell? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and funny. That's what I'm I mean, yeah. Reese, the the kid from uh, uh, Reese from Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Australia, right? So we're at Urcha, and we're talking about him coming to the um, Hawaiian Fun Fly to compete. You know, and he's eight. Yeah. And we said, hey, you know, you're going to bring your parents. So at eight years old, you're paying for your parents' trip to come to uh, Taiwan. But um, I forget what. Oh, I I know what I had. I think it was the 470. So I got my Fatava transmitter that isn't even mm-hmm. set up correctly because we're having some issues with it, but it's it's okay, you know, it's not bad. Sure. Um, so it's and it's and it's my fault, not it's Fatava's. Just hear that carefully. We have, I think it was the 470 at the time has a uh, Micro Beast Plus on it. The kid flies V bar, okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you want to fly it?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'll fly it." Plug it all in, hand it to him. Boom, he's like off, you know, TikToks here. There's no, like, no question as if he'd been flying it all the time, flying way better than anybody else. And it was like, great. So when you're at that level that you really can fly, you can pick up anybody's transmitter and fly. You pretty much can fly the helicopter with anybody's settings. You may struggle through it and you see the struggles as the pilot, but nobody on the outside like you and I are probably ever going to see it. They just know how to fly. Um, Yep. And I and I, I just encourage people to help people with right information. Don't tell them what they need to change to figure out how to fix it, because any helicopter out there, you put it in most of these guys' hands, they can fly it. Yep, for sure. Make it look good. Yeah, and Steve, what you said about a guy saying, you know, you need this or you need that. I mean, that to me is a is a statement that is kind of idiotic because I've seen. Guys fly, geez, we had a guy at the field this weekend who had a nitro heli that was fly barred and he was mm-hmm. f- flying the crap out of that thing. He was doing a great job with it. There yeah. was no, there was no brain on that thing. There was nothing on that. <laughs> yeah. He had a, he had a freaking, you know, yeah, a gyro. Tell, and that was it. Tell gyro. That's it. Right. I've seen Alan Zabo Jr. take a stock line helicopter 700 and beat the crap out of that thing yeah. and everything stock on it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he didn't have to go and get the best ESC or this no. brand or that brand. He, he didn't no. have to go get a jetty or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, the, he was cranking with that thing. I mean, it just I think a lot of guys look for every excuse not to put the time in because that's what it comes down to. You have to put the time in. You have to. Well, yeah, some, stuff some, doesn't happen some, overnight. Some stuff you have to put more time than others. Some you don't. I mean, regardless, it's just like I don't know. I just feel like. You know, you, you drive a Honda and you go to the dealership and you're at, or you go to like your your car, you know, gathering and you're like, oh, you know, I have this little weird ticking noise in my engine. And then people are like saying, no, you need to buy a BMW. Like, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> you right. know, like, why are you telling me this shit? Like, why? Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, this is what I have. This is why I'm asking you this question. If you don't have the answer, then shut the hell up because. What good is it telling me that, oh, I should go buy a Mercedes or I should go buy a, a Lamborghini? Like, who cares? If that was the fix for everything, then, <laughs> you know, like, no one yeah. buy used cars, no one have used helis. Like, I don't know. Just, I find it so, it irks me that people can't just help and they have to, like, say, this brand, get this brand. Now, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, going to V-Control or I'm thinking about, like, you know, maybe I'm making a switch from Castle to, to Hobbywing or... Hobby went to Scorpion and I right. have some experience in it. 
I could tell you, okay, well, these are the pros and cons of each, you know, exactly, and you, then you can exactly. make a decision. Um, if you know, but if you're saying, if someone comes up and says, I have a problem with this, if I have experience in it, I'm going to help with that, <laughs> not with here. I, I know you, you have a Samsung, but buy an iPhone, <laughs> you know, like I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I see it as a joke. I mean, I, I know it's like some folks, you know, some folks, you know, don't see the harm saying, oh, maybe they're joking. Like, oh, yeah, you have that problem. No, well, if you bought a Jetty, you wouldn't have that problem. You know, like the screen's on top. <laughs> you know, like, okay, but that doesn't fix the problem that I'm having with my DX8 <laughs> or my V control right. or this or that. Right. Like, I don't know. I just, I, and maybe they're joking around, but for for a beginner, that type of uh, friction, I guess, or, you know, kind of mentality of saying, oh, buy this, buy that, buy this. I think hurts, you know, hurts the hobby for sure and hurts that person like, well, maybe, yeah, well, I can't afford it. Maybe I shouldn't be in this hobby then, you know, well, especially when you're a beginner because you, you have to, I, I, I'm not saying myself, dude, I, I'll ask anybody anything. I don't care. But a lot of people have, uh, you know, a, a whole whole thing about even asking for help. I mean, we're guys. We don't want to ask for directions. You know, you don't want right. to ask for help. But, mm-hmm. but uh you know, yeah. yeah, like you're saying, so, you know, like no, but exactly what you're saying. It's like you know, for guys, you're like, oh, macho. I don't want to you know, ask for help. I don't ask for directions. But you know, but then when you do put yourself out there and then you get slammed, it's like, oh, fuck this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. get you. I whatever. I'll go fly some planes. You know, and this is it. All comes back to my air quotes that the. Dirt, you know, dirty old planker. Like that's oh, that planker. How did I know you were gonna. Of course, go it's gonna come back to that. That's what I mean by being like a dirty old planker. Like, oh, oh, you're having. Oh, you need help with that electric airplane. Oh, why don't you just switch off a nitro motor and then, yeah. then I can help you. Like, really? Yeah. If you don't know anything about electric, then shut the hell up. <laughs> Let me find someone who does know. <laughs> it, it also works the other way too, man. You know, like when when you take the time to help a guy for an hour, you know. Don't take that help the wrong way and don't take don't take a fit when that guy has better equipment than you do or whatever. You know, like like you, Steve, you have a bunch of different helicopters and you've helped you. I remember you helping a guy and you know where I'm going with this. You know, not sure, everybody sure, yeah, can yeah. afford a goblin type of thing. Yeah, but, like that kind of statement but to that me. I was attitude, like, oh, dude, OK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not you know, helping you anymore. <laughs> take take the help, you know. Yeah. You'll get there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. To this day, like, I don't care what you fly. I don't care what you have, you know. I have my personal preferences. I like flying V-Control. I like flying, you know, Hobbywing, Scorpion ESCs, and X-Nova motors, and and this highlight and that highlight. But that's my preference. That's not yours, you know. My taste in women is not the same taste of women you have. You know what I mean? Like, that's And I've never... I've never once seen you help somebody out and say, well, that's why I have a V controller or that's why I have this ESC or whatever like that. You've always just in his, you're in his world and you're helping him with, yeah, with what he has. I've never be. seen you do that. Yeah. And I, I think that's why you get a lot of respect and you get where you are, man, in the hobby, sure. you know? Um, and that's just not like, and it's not even to get anywhere in the hobby. No, it's no. Just, I feel like, I don't know, like everyone. But I think. I think that's where you get your payback from because sure. that that's you know how you how you are. Yeah. And and I just feel like everyone's been there, right? Like, you know, like like you know, you're saying everyone's, you know, has struggled hovering at one point. It's 
everyone's been there. Everyone's has everyone had different, you know, financial like situations, right? Not, not everyone can afford a freaking thousand dollar seven hundred heli kit, you know? It's and then have to spend another fifteen hundred, two thousand and putting electronics into it. You know? I started right. with Blade. I know the beginnings. I know what it feels like to buy something that's already built and know nothing about it and had to learn how to fix it, how to set it up again once you crash it. Because, great, that helicopter worked perfectly fine. The manual helped me set it up on the radio. But as soon as I crashed it, it was game over. There. I had to learn everything, what zero pitch is, what, you know, collective, like, endpoints are and everything. You know, you have to learn that. And, you know, if I didn't have YouTube and folks that I, I was asking for help and learning and RCHN and podcasting and, you know, just all of that stuff, like I wouldn't be anywhere. And because of yeah. that, I feel like I can, I want to give back. I want to do the podcast. I want to help people out. People ask me questions and this and that. I'm sure. Yeah. Ask me whatever, you know, I'm not, I'll give it a straight answer. I don't care. You yeah. know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. No, anyway. it, it's, I mean, you're on the right track and, and that's why I brought it up because I think it's important that, pe- that somehow people that are asking questions, should go to people that know the answers, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the answer, let's not steer everybody what's best. Because yeah. look, I I've been doing this since 1977. I've tried everything. I, I did the clone thing. All right, I have a 450 Pro helicopter that I built piece by piece because I tried to do the clone thing because I watched and I go, I'm going to do exactly what they say to do, and I'm not kidding you. I use the same servos. I use the ESC. I mean, and now I'm working for a line, but as a clone of a line 450 Pro, <laughs> I did the best inverted flight that I could ever do. I couldn't fly inverted, but the helicopter did by itself, then crashed. And by piece by piece, it became an aligned helicopter. So yes. um, if you, if you, you know, if you spend the money on the products from from one of the reputable companies, you're going to get a better bang for your buck in the long run. Yes. You have the warranty from most of these companies that are there, especially from us. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a problem, we're going to make it right and try to help you the best we can. Um, and you're going to and you have the ability to call us Monday through Friday and talk to us and help us out and by taking pictures or sending us questions um, or just spending an hour on the phone, whatever is required to help that person get in the air because most of the stuff that people do believe it or not is on their own kind of mistake um i hate to say that about customers but you get so focused on everything and you you may miss something very simple you know um perfect examples i I mean perfect examples i had a gentleman said said, you fix your 150 because it won't buy into the spectrum and he says yeah i have two of them they don't bind the spectrum so i bought a fatava t6 radio and i'm using that i said well Two don't have a problem in a pair. Yeah. So what are you doing? And it turned out that one, he had updated his firmware and his heli- and his in his radio for a while, right? Ever. Okay. Number two, um, what did he tell me he changed? Oh, he had he had some oh, he had the swash set for like one twenty or something. Okay. So so he's supposed to be zero, right? Yeah, yeah. But somehow he'd set it and forgot about it. It didn't fly quite, you know, once he got a bound, then he had. So we got over the bound, binding issue. It bound fine because he just was missing why it was binding. Then he couldn't get it to fly right. And I said, it's something in your radio. Boot to a clean model and start all over. He did and it worked. And he went back and looked and he had 120 swash. 
So a lot of times we get focused, and I'm a perfect example of it. I, I, I'm working on something and trying to do a video, and I'm like 20 minutes later go, oh, you idiot. You know, what are you doing? So realize that sometimes it's on your side, and maybe you just need a little poke in the right direction, or you need to hear us out a little bit so we can help you. Mm -hmm. But we're here to help. Reach out for us. And please, if you're on the out there in the world giving advice, help the people because that's what you should be doing. We don't care what fly barless units on it or what radio we'll try to work through, you know, to help you get your 700 or your 600 or your 500 or your 550 aligned helicopter yeah. in the air. Simple as that. Yep. Yep. You know, sure. and then you can change different things, you know, um, you know, and, and the other part is don't get influenced too much because all you have to do is go watch every one, single one of the pro videos and you'll see that everything flies pretty good. It doesn't matter about the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, All, the the technology today, you know, it's like picking brand A or picking brand B. It really doesn't matter, you know. I mean, it's it's personal preference, and you know, there are some brands I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say the brand names, but it's like I don't have great customer experience, customer support experience with from them. So maybe personally, I'll stay away from. But that could be a different story for you, you know. It does so it doesn't matter. Like I wouldn't, I don't know, just just fly. <laughs> yeah, just, just fly and have fun, enjoy the hobby, and and make sure you try to you know try to make someone else enjoy the hobby with you, okay? Because at the end of the day, you know we're on this earth for only a certain amount of time, and you know everything can fade away, right? So if you love this hobby and you love the f people in it, and and the fun flies, and the technology, and the engineering, and all this stuff, then help it grow. Don't stun it. Don't stop it from growing. Don't you know make it so that the newcomers, the next generation, we were like, ah, well, you know, this guy was kind of a douche to me, and I don't know, maybe it's not for me. And then make that person walk away, you know? I'll just go play GTA instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just go play some video games, and, and, you know, whatever, I don't need it, right? But, like, instead, you could have had that person, you know, maybe be like, okay, yeah, let me try that. Oh, it worked. This guy helped me. And you know what? There's really good people, and, and you sharing that, that type of feeling. And next thing you know, you have the next Alan Zabel, you have the next Kyle Stacey, you have the next Kyle Dahl. Like, you have the next crazy top pilot that's going to, you know, push this hobby to the next level. Or you have a guy that has time and starts a podcast or yeah. starts a fun fly or, you know, starts a hobby shop or whatever. Starts a club, starts a hobby shop. Starts a club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Hey, I forgot something else, too, which I need mm -hmm. to mention was the um, Align Flight Academy. You guys don't may or may not know about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So because yeah, we'll um, mm -hmm. we we have the we have a couple scheduled this year, but we'll be down in Apache Pass for the Line Flight Academy down there. So if you're going to go yep. to the uh, Helis over Apache Pass, you want to contact them. Um, it's relatively expensive because this situation is we got Alan, Ben, Colin, Derek, Checka, some of these other guys that fly, and and it's with friends, but. Um, we were approached to see if we could do something, and I thought it was a good idea. So we work with the club directly to try to defray the costs to the pilots mm -hmm. because it's ultimately for us about giving back. So the costs vary based on where we're going, right? Sure. But we're just trying to make it economical and make sure that the person that's taking the class feels like they were rewarded and they ended up accomplishing what they wanted. Um, that's the most important to us. Yeah. So th there's not like a flat fee because we're not interested in making a dollar off of it because um, right. we're providing a service. 
Mm-hmm. And we launched that in a couple weeks. The logo's being done right now for it. We already have a couple, like I said, scheduled. And Apache Pass is one that if anybody wants to get involved, because it's a limited number of people that we can do that with. Sure. Uh, but that gives a little kudos to them because they've stepped up and they asked about it. And we have a couple inquiries. Um, and so if anybody's interested in in, in the, like a club and how it works, all they have to do is contact me. I'm easy to find. You can, you know, contact Enterprise Hobby directly. Give me a call. You can find me on Facebook and send me a message. Um, my emails are inside of some of the videos. Mm-hmm. And and then I can be, we'll be glad to discuss, you know, setting things up and how it works so that we can provide benefit to the club members or anybody else that wants to participate in it prior to a fun fly or separately. It just works in good it, it works better in conjunction with a fun fly. Sure, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, so it, I'm actually interested. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. And and we've we've developed all the all the work and the paperwork and mm-hmm. and um you know the the program and it's actually happening right before Las Vegas. So we have our first class before Las Vegas Fun Fly. And we have there's a few spaces limited. It's not a lot of money if somebody wants to contact me by email or pick up the phone and just write, just write the fabulous Las Vegas. Go to the website if they want to do it. There's a contact email because I don't know what it is off the top of my head without reading it. And just write and say, hey, I'm interested in the class and give me a phone number and we'll contact them because there's limited space. But we have, you know, Colin Bell, uh, uh, Ben, and uh, Alan Zabo there. And that's the class is going to take place on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the fun fly is, I'm sorry, it's going to take place on Wednesday and Thursday. Then the fun okay. flies on Friday. And on Wednesday, though, if depending on the weather, we'll go out to probably the field at the lake. That's the goal. And um, if the lake weather isn't good, then we'll just stay at, at Bennett Field and, and work there. But it should be a good experience for those people. And like I said, it's very limited in space because... This is the first one, so we're trying to, you know, make sure that everything goes correctly and we follow the criteria and get a little bit of feedback from the people who are there. So the cost isn't very much at all for anybody that wants to participate. Awesome. That's great news. Now, Steve, yeah. there's a reason for you to come. <laughs> I really wish I could afford it. <laughs> but, yeah, just, you know, with, with, with everything that the holidays and all my crashing and stuff. I'm just, I'm, I'm flat out. I can't, I can't afford to go out. I, I'm just saying that, see, there's a reason to go. You can just, sure. no, you know, I, you know, I run a fun fly and I, you know, my friend, uh, Rob McClellan, he runs a couple of fun flies and stuff and he CDs and even Ron Riccio, right. Doing HOD. Like I would love to be like, you know, if you can bring that to HOD, I think that'd be awesome. Or South Jersey, um, you know, fun fly up there. Uh, so, or even the free fall one. So, but yeah, we'll definitely talk. I think that's that's awesome that you guys are doing this. I think there's there needs to be more of this type of um, on hands on, you know, like work with the pro kind of deal, um, training classes, and the more the merrier. So it's awesome. Yeah, it, and it, it and it should work out really well because it's uh, I'm excited about it and mm-hmm. we'll promote it and and uh, we are working with a few of those people and. Uh, but it's something that's good to get out there. And like I said, the fun fly in Vegas is coming close. So there yeah. might be a couple of people that want to come in a little earlier. They live locally and they want to jump into the class. Um, they can also help us with a little bit of feedback. As I said, it's yeah. the first one. We've done a couple mock trials with people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you don't always, it, it's different when you know the person that you're talking to and going through things and saying, hey, did we miss anything? You know, right. what can we cover with this? What what would make the experience better? How can we help the person better? Um, so it's it's going to be something that always evolves. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it should be a good experience for people that partake in it or want to bring it to their fun fly prior to the event. Yeah, no, sounds great. Awesome. You've got 26 days to decide. <laughs> By the time count. this podcast comes out, it's 29 now, but uh-huh. Friday it'll be 26. See, yeah. what you should do is, you, since you'll get a divorce in Vegas, you can show up, and then <laughs> Steve can show up, and then everybody will be happy. <laughs> let's let's move on to the next section here. Um, so, Gail, we have this new section that I think, I don't think it was a ve- like we were doing this when um, when you were on the show last. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's what we call a top 10 shotgun round. And basically we just ask you 10 quick questions. And it's about, you know, um, like pinch or thumb or nitro electric, you know, what size hell is you like? Kind of like that. But it's just like, you know, we no problem. pinch or I'm thumb, game. you know. Okay. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm game for anything. It's, uh, I love the hobby. So let's see how I, how I, lightning round. Yeah. Lightning round. Exactly. All right. So let's do that. Kevin, you want to just do every other question then? It's shotgun round, dude. Oh, wait, wait a minute. You guys actually yeah, we, organized this, so you're ahead of me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, this thing will be better. You don't have <laughs> to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go into our top 10 shotgun round. Okay. Okay. Pinch or thumb? Thumb. Thumb, okay. Are you a nitro or electric type of guy? Uh, prefer nitro. Okay. Uh, 550 or 700 size? 550. Okay. Um, do you know what a fly bar is, and have you ever flown one? <laughs> That's my um, favorite question. Yeah. The answer is I started in 77. There was no fly bar. There was no gyro. Then they developed fly bars. So, yes, I do know what a fly bar is, and I hate setting them up. So I'm glad fly barless is here with a gyro. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know they started without a fly bar at first. There, in 77, there was no fly bar on the helicopter that I had. We're still trying wow. to figure out which one I have. JC's working. There's a little thread form. People post me. Does it look like this? Look like this? And so far, <laughs> we've got all no. I mean, it. You know, seventy-seven. It was interesting. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, okay. So scale or three D. Three D. Okay. Strap or strapless? Do you wear strap a all day long? Safety strap. necklace. Okay. Okay. Uh, cordless or brushless servos. I don't think it matters. Whatever comes in the align kit. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> uh, fuselage style, or are you like the pot and boom style of helicopter? Oh, man. that That's picking on a helicopter. That's a tough question. Yeah. I like the line helicopter. It's a boom. But, I mean, they also make the speed canopy, which is a fuselage style. In my I, st- I still like the line helicopter with the boom. Okay. But, but, but here's the deal. You know, some people, if you want cosmetic or, you know, it's a cosmetic thing, but it the boom doesn't do a whole lot for me as far as visualization. So, you know, okay, I'll take, I'll take boom and I'm not picking on Saab. No, no, I'm not, it doesn't have to be Saab because, you know, Alliance makes, I, I'm just saying, boom I'm, cover, just, so. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> want to throw it out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, 6S or 12S setups? Um, depends on the helicopter size. Okay. I mean, you know, if it's, if it's 600, prefer, uh, 12. 
Okay. And if it's smaller, six. I'll even do three. Still have those. <laughs> nice. And the last question is, do you, speaking of events, uh, do you like Urcha style events, the larger events or the smaller events? Uh, that's got to be a tough question for you. No, no, it's not. Here's the deal with events. Is that you, the event is what you make of it. The event itself is about the organizers need to get people to the event and everybody does that. Now it's up what you make of it. And every event I've been to has been great because the people are wonderful. Um, it's, they're always, they, the people that are doing the event, no matter the size, bust their butt. Um, and so I've just been with a group of people that make everything a lot of fun and we make it fun with the people that are there. So I don't think size really matters. I think it's more important that you as a, as a manufacturer slash distributor seller, Take a little extra step and step out of your comfort zone and make the event a little nicer and try to work with people. Awesome. All right. So that's it for the top 10. So hopefully I passed. Oh, you did great. There's no passing or failing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all personal preference there. We've had guys that completely throw our questions out and substitute their own. Yeah. Or, or to give like half half of each. Like, I'm a hybrid. Up. I'm yeah. hybrid. <laughs> Okay, let's move to news and announcements. All right, news and, and announcements. announcements. Oh, should I just say it? I don't know. Fred, um, screw, he's not even here and he's screwing me up. <laughs> oh, Fred. yeah, dude. Okay. I wrote um, I wrote a couple things here. Um, uh-huh. I listened to the full pitch RC Heli podcast. Uh, nice. Jimmy Jones. done by our buddy Jimmy Jones. Yeah, the guy I met at OHB, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was pretty good, man. I got to give the guy, you know, props for doing the, you know, the one-on-one. Here I am. Here's what's going to happen with the podcast. Kind of similar to how RC Heli Hooligan started with Walt. He just, you know, the first episode was just him, nobody else. Yep. And um, the second episode that I listened to today, he had a special guest. Do you know who that was? No. It was Javier Moreno. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it was good. It was a good show. I, I got through about half of it and... You know, that's all you got can get to through? where I was. That, 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 got, that sounded bad. Yeah. <laughs> then I got to where I was going and I had to get out of the vehicle. Okay. So uh, yeah. I didn't take it with me. Yeah. But um, no, you know what, dude? I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that I can get in the car and I have like just an overabundance of podcasts to listen to. It's great. No, oh, it's you great. Because yeah. I can only take so much of listening to myself talk. So it's For great sure. to hear somebody else talk. Yeah, I can't stand the sound of my voice. It's it's funny. Not many people know it, but I really hate the sound of my voice. And I do and, a podcast, and I listen to my episodes. So. And that's not even when I have the radio on. You know, I'm talking to myself, <laughs> and I can't take it. No, but it's, it's awesome, dude. I mean, I I watch the uh, the RC After Hours guys in the morning. I try mm-hmm. to catch them Sunday morning. Yep, Sunday morning, uh, yep. And on their YouTube, and then I'll listen to that episode again. The flight test guys are, are kicking butt, man. They're putting out you know, every week mm-hmm. and, uh, the hooligans are doing it. Now you got the Telerotor podcast and, uh, Jimmy with his podcast. So great yeah, job, full Jimmy. Pitch, yeah. Awesome. Great job. Full pitch. Yeah. That was yeah. the name. I, I, I know. Um, I don't think we knew the name last time. No, we did last episode. Pitch, oh, yeah. did we mention it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And I should have news. But you have an announcement. Oh, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's an announcement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, Proud to announce I am part of Team Pulse now, Pulse Batteries. 
All right. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I fly Pulse batteries. I've been flying Pulse batteries forever. And, you know, one of my friends uh, who's on a team was like, dude, you should, you know, talk to the team manager and get on the team. And I was like, yeah, sure. Well, you know, I mean, I like the brand. I, you know, I, I support them. So why yeah. not? No, dude, so, yeah. I, cu- I couldn't that's be more awesome. happy when you told me the other day, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah, excellent, yeah, excellent I'm very job, excited dude. about it, you know. Yeah, that's cool. I can't, uh, you know. So yeah, if you have any questions about pulse batteries, let me know. Or if you have any questions about any batteries, let me know. Just pulse. I don't care. <laughs> I'll help you. I have to. I have to say, my experience with pulse was, um, I bought a brand new battery, and mm-hmm. I think at one of the brand new batteries that I purchased um, over the years, I had an issue with it. They said. Uh, just take a picture of the, you know, the IR readings sure. and emailed them back and forth a few times, sent me out a new battery. It was like over a hundred dollar battery. Just sent me out a new right. one. Right. So yeah, dude, they stand behind their stuff. And, uh, yeah. and that's a, that's a big thing in my, in my opinion. It's, you know, like, especially like brands that I, I want to rep and, and support it's yeah. customer service has to be there, you know, like I, it's, it's just a must because I don't want to be like, Oh, you're having an issue? Okay, let me help you out. If I can't figure it out, okay, let's let's you know let's call us into support, and then you know if I can, if they don't contact back or it takes them like three months to do something, that's not acceptable in my opinion, you know. And then I no. can't stand behind that, and that's like I don't know, yeah. So I'd have to, yeah. So my other testimony, dude, is you know I know I didn't officially like do what they did on RCHM with logging batteries and stuff like that, but two years ago when I started flying the oxys. I went and got some Zippy batteries from Hobby mm-hmm. King, yeah. um, 4S and the same exact packs. Uh, I got the Nanotechs just to see how they would handle the beating uh, over the years. And mm-hmm. I have four pulse packs. So I have two, two each of the, you know, I have two Zippies. I have two Nanotechs and I have four pulse batteries yeah. that I use in the Oxy. And mm-hmm. dude, the, the pulse have been holding up. The, uh, yeah, the, the nanotechs aren't bad. I can definitely tell a little bit of a difference, but the yeah. zippies are just, I mean, they're, they're, they're almost round now. They're swelling yeah, up so yeah. bad. Yeah. Zippy so. compacts, they get round pretty quickly. Yeah. The, the nanotechs even get round pretty quickly, but they, they swell and they kind of come back down. Yeah. You know, but pulse, I mean, they'll stay pretty flat and pulse they give been awesome, good man. output. They don't sag as much. There, no. there, guys, there's only a few cell manufacturers right right but if you you get what you pay for mm-hmm. so it's i think it's uh cell matching and quality control well that, it's, that you're paying it's for, also you know? the company that's producing the cells right right yeah um, of course on top of that but there's only yeah. like you're saying there's only several manufacturers and they're all like on the same block in taiwan or wherever the vietnam wherever the batteries it's actually are china in. china so yeah because so, it's very it's very expensive to do that mm-hmm. technology yeah. To be able to buy the equipment and 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 it's invest yourself do it. into the battery piece, um, and so, you know, without I, I don't want to pick on Pulse because it because it's a good battery, mm-hmm. um, but you do get what you pay for. You're going to pay a little bit more than maybe buying them from overseas with an off brand name. Yeah. Um, and the, you're going to have them puff. Yep. Yeah. yeah. More than likely. So. And plus, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a it's a backing, right? So you know. Some companies will be like, yeah, hey, you know, you bought the battery. Oh, you, how many cycles? You know, and then they kind of like, yeah, 
And then there's other companies like, oh, you've only had it for a couple of weeks, and the IRs are that bad. Okay, you know, no, they'll help you out. So it's it's up. It's a combination of I think all of it, right? Batteries are all volatile. They're all you know they they're all coming from the same area. They're all you know you are getting what you pay for, but you're getting not you know the money that you're paying for is not just for. Um, it's it's I think a lot to do with the cell matching, quality control, like making sure that you're getting the proper cells that have the same like level of own resistance and stuff. But then it's also the customer service that, you know, that you're getting, you know, how fast are you getting replaced? How fast are you getting contact about it? Yeah, well, a- absolutely. It just, you know, it's, it's a good battery. And I was just re- referencing it to some of the off brands mm-hmm. without, you know, pointing fingers at people. Cause that's not the point. It's just right, that right. If, if you buy this battery, that's $20 and you buy this battery, that's $50. It doesn't, in general, if they have a good reputation, the $50 one may not be certain situation or it may come out a better plan or it may be a closer match cell um, because some of the batteries come out and all they do is change the labels on them. It's like cereal. You know, a friend of mine used to make cereal and he says, oh, I'll never buy this major brand that they advertise because you're going to pay $7 a box. You can buy ours and it's only $5 a box and all we do is mix it up and Fill our boxes and fill their boxes. <laughs> yeah, right. Same yeah. cereal. Yeah, yeah. It's how much money they're paying in advertising and this. Right, and advertising, but um, you know, certainly that brand of battery pulse is a, is is um, they've stood behind it. They've done a good job, and uh, kudos on flying uh, form. Now that's a good thing. Yeah, congrats. Okay, so what's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Steve? So I'm still waiting for the galley parts. As soon as I get those parts in. I'm going to have that heli fixed. I'm hoping to have it by the time this podcast release so I can fly it this weekend. Uh, let's see. Cool. Uh, I got to fix all my oxys, and those parts are on the way too. And so they should be here, I think, the day before or the day that this podcast release. And, and I'll have those fixed. So I have a lot of wrenching to do uh, in my near future. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, that's probably all the time I'm going to have this week to do, you know, besides flying, it's, it's going to be wrenching on all those helis. Cool, man. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to continue printing out more airplanes, more airplane okay. stuff. Yes. I can't <laughs> wait to start doing the wings, man. Yeah, that's going to be cool. The fuselage is coming together real nice. And mm-hmm. I did watch some of the, I did struggle through the videos and, and I watched uh, that at one point, the guy does take a um, soldering iron or hot knife and he cuts out plastic around the cowl there where the seat goes. So there is okay. a 3D printed seat that goes in there, and uh, so right. that part is cut out. We were we were looking at that at the field, and you know the print didn't come out. Thin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that should be cool, man. You know, a little more scale detail to it. Sure. Um, have you corrected the retraction issue that you were having with the 3D printer, or are you just kind of dealing with it and saying I'll just cut it out? I did get to a point where it's getting better. I haven't gotten to where. It's cleaned up, you know, um, 100%. I think when I start, if I do print a clear one out, I think I'll mm-hmm. definitely, you know, take one of the smaller pieces and do a couple of test runs on it, try and yeah. clean it up. For sure. Because I did a test on, you know, your standard two posts that you, and it goes back and forth. And I did a one mil retraction on that, and it was perfect. And then when I started printing out the fuselage, I was still getting the strings. Yeah, I mean, especially when it's printing consistently and then stopping putting consistently like you're gonna have yeah. a little bit of of the filament drooping i guess yeah so, 
but it's been it's been great dude i've been having a good time with this whole yeah. this whole you project, have mine man. finished yet or what huh uh, almost uh-huh. yeah we gotta get <laughs> we, your stuff going i gotta get, we gotta get i tell you I know. you know the prusa design is such a beefy like design and, and well thought out you know when i think about like i just have a piece of glass on a hot plate you know that i leveled myself and i'm getting these crazy good prints and i i have i have two safeties on it i have a, a x you know stopping point and a z stopping point the the or X and Y, the Z could go right through the glass, and I, you know, wouldn't <laughs> really? even know it. Yeah, because I have no safeties on it. I mean, just I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here, you know, no pun intended. Well, I but mean, um, the, the thing is, is, is that access? It's like you start at the lowest point, so you set it to the lowest point you right, wanted yeah. to start, and then and then at that point, it's always going up. So yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. I have a safety switch on that. Every yeah. time I start a new print, you know, I just, I double check it and I clear it out. I, I make, you know, where my starting point is. That's its home and it just goes from yeah. there, man. It's, it's been crazy, man. How, how good is print? I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I want to, you know, I gotta, I gotta talk to you one of these days or have you come by and maybe see if like, can I just take my maker bot that I have and use all the components and to make what you have, you know, besides the bed and stuff, which I need a bigger surface. So I'd want to, you know, maybe copy that that bed design, but like use all my stepper motors and the controllers and everything, because and uh, the, the micro switches for the stops and everything. Because I feel like I have, you know, the electronic wise, I have probably about ninety percent of the components were already. You know, yeah. The only so thing I would I say was the frame, the the controlling part. You might not be able. I don't know. We'd have to look at it, see what it is, see but, how it, how it you know homes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But then hopefully but, I'll, I'll get to flying this weekend. Uh, one of the days yeah and i'm probably um but by next week the next podcast uh i'll probably have ordered an oxy four kevin you don't have to order it just come to vegas and you'll be in the pilot raffle okay luca will have one right there Uh, yeah dude i (laughs) wish i wish i could get out there that'd be so cool it's right there see so now we got two fulfillments we we got steve for the training (laughs) and you for the oxy (laughs) Oh man! You give me some cops for the hotel, maybe. I Drive a hard bargain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, huh? I, I could work on the hotel. You guys book flights. I could try to help you with the hotel. Oh boy! Oh, and I keep telling everybody, you know, on your website, one of the hotels is the Sunset Station. I my buddy that's, bartends that's at your hotel. Yeah, yeah. He, I stay there all the time. My buddy bartends at the Gowie Bar. It's not Gowie Helicopter, but it's it's like the Gowdy Bar not or something. But he pronounces it Gowie. Go see him, my buddy uh, Russ. Russ is at Sunset Station because that's where we're putting a lot of people up. Yeah, he mixes a mean martini. Tell him, you know, Kevin. I I will do that because I'll I'll be there a few times. Yeah, he'll be like Kevin who, and you'll be like, if you know him on Facebook, <laughs> and he'll be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, you give yeah. him the drink recipes all the time. Yeah, he gives me drink recipes all the time. He's a good dude. I've known him for a couple of years, man. He's a great guy. Oh, good. So yeah, I mean, I've been looking on uh, on Facebook and. It seems to be some leaked photo of Alan flying. It has something new in his hand. And it looks like a transmitter. Do you know? Can you give us any insight on that? Um, absolutely. What um, what Line's done is they've created a, a bind-to-fly model. And okay. so they've um, previous used use a different transmitter. So Line's made its own transmitter. We tested it and kind of looked at different... Uh, you know, how things feel. Sure. We were in the Align Fun Fly, and I, I thought it was kind of funny because it was like, 
okay, close your eyes like you're a little kid. Come mm -hmm. in the room. <laughs> and they're dragging me from one conference room to another. Feel this. Okay, it's a transmitter. Feel this one. Which one feels better to you? So everybody got their two cents to say what feels better in their hands. Okay. And so they developed a transmitter so they could uh, release a ready-to-fly helicopter. And the line's always um, done that as far as the ready-to-fly helicopter. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to release the ready-to-fly with the Align transmitter, um, which I'm pretty sure will work with other models, um, maybe or maybe not. But it's really designed for the intro person that wants to buy something. The helicopter is going to be the 450L. Okay. Um, okay. And it'll come ready to fly. When we receive them here, uh, that's why I say buy from your authorized distributor by looking at enterprise hobbyists, that we actually, any of the ready-to-fly units, even though they come pre-done by the factory, we actually open them, test fly them, double-check everything, and put every put everything back for the customer so that we know that each one that leaves um, our warehouse is is ready to fly and, and flies correctly. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. That, that's a key, you know, I mean, and we're not talking about hover. We're talking about flies and you know, uh, either Tim or myself would do a couple 3D quick maneuvers. Mm -hmm. um, we always, what's funny is we got to replace, we try to replace the skids every time because we have, we got to pull the skids off to try not have any scratches on the skids. So we take right. them off with a sample skid on because um, they're still on the concrete or land on something that's not protective. But that mm -hmm. ensures that the customer that buys are ready to fly through our distribution network ends up with a model that actually works and has been flown here, yeah. and we know it flies. Wait, um, so you're talking about complete ready-to-fly, like battery and charger too? Um, I know you guys make your own chargers and batteries, but... Well, it's not, it, 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 I don't know what it's going to... So I don't, I'm not sure exactly what's going to come into the kit. Okay. But it's going to be bind... To, it's supposed to be a ready-to-fly unit. As so far right as like the transmitter is already bound and set up and everything's right. good to go. Perfect. Usually, usually when the ready fly comes out, there is a charger mm -hmm. and there is a battery. Yeah. So like I know when you guys did with the, the what was it? The, the small one, the little micro. The, was it 100 or 150? Um, yeah, there, yeah the, the 150 comes ready to fly. So you receive everything in the package because you can still buy the 150 ready to fly. Yeah. It just comes with a T6 uh, line, rebranded T6 Fataba radio. Right, right. But this is now one that you guys develop in, and it's going to work for the 450L. That's great. Yeah, it'll work for the 450L. And it's designed for that beginner person because sure. you're, you're not going to buy the helicopter. I mean, you just go buy the 450L or the 470 because mm -hmm. you already have everything as far as the transmitter and fly right. unit or, or maybe you just have the, the transmitter. But for an entry person to be able to pick up a helicopter, be able to fly at fairly docile settings, I more than likely I would guess that it's going to be a 3S, not a 6S. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Even though the 450 is a, is a 6S, that's kind of in flux right now. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the thought process is uh, it's a good helicopter. And it's going to have a metal head and everything that is normally on the expensive 450. It just now will come with a transmitter, and I'm sure it'll include a. I'm guessing it'll include a battery and a charger because it's ready to fly. Right. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Because that's I mean, cool. kind of 
fighting with, not fighting, that's a bad word, but kind of, okay, we should do this, or what do you think would help be better here? Mm -hmm. You know, change that as far as just packaging goes. Sure. Um, But that's what Alan's flying around and using, and obviously it all works because the video. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah. You know, um, that's great. And and the video that, um, you know, I want to mention is, is if you go to Instagram and you search Align Corporation, all one word, by the time this podcast, I might be more posts about it or so, but you'll see that there's a 30-second video clip of Alan throwing down with this helicopter. So, I mean, this is a fully capable 3D heli that you could get um, pre- you know, ready to fly, which is amazing, you know? Uh, and a lot of folks, you know, even myself, like getting into the hobby, it's like ready to fly was our really only option at first because we didn't have all the ex- extra accessories and stuff so right. it's great that you know line is offering um a product like this and not just on a small micro side because you know micros are actually really hard to fly they're very twitchy they're very all over the place so i think a 450 is actually a really good size to start with you know you know something you can work on if you need to repair it and you know and tweak it and do what you got to do um so that's awesome that's really great news to hear yeah, it, it's going to be a good hell. And here's the deal is if people um, see it and they see all the 3D stuff, right? And we get this question all the time. I don't want to fly 3D. And so I've asked the guy, whoever it is I'm talking to, it's usually a gentleman. Do you ever want to flip the helicopter? And they go, well, yeah, but not today. And I go, all right, well, that's 3D. Yeah. So yeah. you might as well learn how to fly 3D today. And then, or, or you know, the feel of the negative and positive collective pitch. Right, because right. scale mm-hmm. is a different setup versus possibly flipping a helicopter but out of the box this will be perfect for the person that just wants to fly around and do figure eights and do some forward flight not you know ever have any intent of flying you know inverted or the person that wants to do that uh, as far as being inverted and do the maneuvers and or maybe the person that just wants to buy a complete ready to fly helicopter that can is capable of everything just to throw it in the trunk of the car. And if you're working, stop by the park, burn a couple batteries mm-hmm. and go home, not have to take your, you know, your other transmitter and all, all your necessary equipment that you would. Right. You, know, you don't have to look take. all your gear around and stuff. Right. For sure. So it, it's, it's, you know, we're excited about the release and, and we're talking about a global release cause it's going to go, you know, international, and we've had some uh, conversations with people in Europe about it, the other distributors. Um, so it's an exciting time for Lion to come back to the market and try to do, not try to, but to actually put together a ready-to-fly and see that that's an important um, step, to try to get people into the hobby or yes. pick up that person from the 150. Because even though you mentioned the 150, it's pretty mm-hmm. stable flight. Yeah. Uh, um, Especially in attitude mode. If you just flip in attitude mode, it flies like a, you can't tip it over. <laughs> but um, it, it's a good stepping stone up to the 450 size. And it'll be, it, it probably will have extended flight time because of the head speed. For sure. Nice. Awesome. So that, okay. that that's the big news. And I'm glad you saw the post in the picture because um, I knew it was coming, but I haven't looked. <laughs> No, it's good, and I'm glad we could uh, put on the show, you know, early on, as it's uh, starting to, you know, start make some uh, headway in it. So yeah, and, and since we're talking about other news, there's a few more surprises coming this year from Align. Some things I I think are really cool, 
and what what they're you know possibly we will release their I mean that's why Alan's in Taiwan right now. He's testing some other things that you're not going to see pictures of. Mm-hmm. And, so uh, behind the closet stuff, okay, behind the scenes. Yeah, well, okay. because they're, they're trying, you know, a lot of times things get released and then p- it changes or this happens. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, so we're d- trying to do a little better job of, okay, look, this isn't really the ready yet. So let's wait until it's closer because if somebody gets a picture of it, then it changes and people say, oh, see, that's what happened. But he's he's over there to test a few other products. Um, which Align's been working on for some time now. So I think there's some good things that come this year from Align. Oh, awesome. Awesome, good man. So, Gail, what's next for you in the hobby? Um, well, have a little bit of a busy schedule. Have to work on a couple um, uh, video releases as far as the build video for the 700XN. Okay. And still working on a couple other items for the Beast Plus as far as configuration and setup. So I, ha- I have to get that done. That's been kind of hanging over my head. Also, I'm traveling to Las Vegas. Um, was hoping that I would be doing some work with Alan and Ben. However, as you know, Alan's in Taiwan testing some of the new products and um, some of the surprises the line has coming out. And also, I'm going to Vegas to uh, do a little prep planning for the Fun Fly. So I have a busy week over the next week and things that are going on. But nice. it's all in fun, and it's about the hobby. That's the best part. And I might even get to fly a little bit uh, <laughs> oh, when cool. I'm in Vegas. So that, that nice. could be a positive thing for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sweet. Okay. All right, so uh, before we do the wrap-up, you know, if uh, folks have questions about the the Vegas Fun Fly or a line, or just want to get in touch with you and you know, say, "Hey, Gail, you're doing an awesome job. Always keep flying." How would they do that? All right. If it's dealing with the Las Vegas Fun Fly, then certainly just send an email to registration at fabulouslasvegasfunfly.com. You can find it right on the contact section of the website. And the reason I say that is because it goes to multiple people. And somebody will answer based on what their role is or their participation to help the person. But if you're looking to reach out to me, you can either find me on Facebook under Gail Wine, or at any time you can email me at Align Tech. So it's A L I G N T E C H at EnterpriseHobby.com, and feel free to reach out for me anyway. And you know. If you want to try to call me, you can try to call me. It doesn't matter it, through the Facebook app. It doesn't matter. I'm just here to help and the best I can. And you might be surprised that I'll answer at weird times. And if I can't answer you, then I'll at least try to reach back out for you. We just want to help you in any way we can. Awesome. All right. Kevin, you ready for the wrap-up? Yeah, man. Ready for it. Okay. So Facebook like We are at 742 likes plus two this week. And our wonderful friends at Facebook have given us one name. Really? Yeah. And this name uh, should sound familiar. It's Pete Holy. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> our guest was from last Hobby. week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for Horizon Hobby. Yes. <laughs> so, thanks, Pete. Uh, Facebook comments. What do we got? Uh, Facebook comments. Uh, well... A lot of people have been commenting on my post of the 3D printed stuff. Um, uh-huh. Saw that um, on Facebook. Uh, did you see anything that stood out to you? 
Chris Breams put a nice video on, well, he put a couple of pictures of his uh, Telemaster build, but he also did a little short video on this, uh, these guides that I don't know if it came with the Telemaster kit or not for, for, for boss to building friends that like basically it, you know, when you're stacking the fuselage, it has like all these formers and doublers on, on the, on the side frames, I guess, of the airplane. Right. And, you know, to line them all up, they have these little alignment nails or pins or whatever. And showed a quick video on how that's done, which is really awesome. So thanks, Chris, for doing that. Uh, Chris and I actually, uh, was it today or yesterday? I think it was today. Uh, marks the two-year anniversary we became Facebook friends. And Chris is one of the first listeners that I can remember that we met in person. You know, we went up to... Uh, you know, Chris Thriver's event. So this is Chris Breams we're talking about. Right, right. Um, so Yeah. So that was awesome. <laughs> and he put up a picture of, uh, of um, you know, the picture like when we all took as a group together and Anthony was in there. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> and he did mention, uh, you know, is Anthony still flying? And Anthony, I think, posted like, yeah, I'm still flying helicopters. And Chris Reimer posts, of course. Yeah, I like to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I do look- yeah, so what did he say? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he said, hey, I still fly helis, just not the big ones anymore. And Ryan was like, I call bullshit on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Frank Morty was like, yeah, that's funny shit. <laughs> so Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, so thanks for everyone. Uh-huh. Also on Facebook, I also saw that uh, Fred reloaded or you reloaded Fred's uh, list of the Tiny Whoop budget build. Uh, there was a couple guys going back and forth about that. Well, yeah, I pinned it. I pinned it to the top of our thing, so it's yeah. old. it's going to be up there for a little while. I'll probably take it down soon because you can only pin one thing on Facebook at a time. So um, by the time this episode gets released, I'll probably end up pinning this. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's going to be there. It just it'll be a little difficult to find. I think um, I'll talk to Robert about putting that on our website because okay. that's some good information, and I still want to be able to access that information. When I have the extra money to uh, splurge on some, uh, you know, FPV quad stuff. Yeah, it was Peter Watling that uh, was asking about it, and he's in the United Kingdom, so him and Fred were going back and forth a little bit. Oh, so, okay, yeah. So I just want to mention that that it was up there awesome. again. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, website comments. What do we got? Um, we had a um, letter come in from a Nigerian prince. Um, nice. Uh, that was about all we had this week. Uh, said he had some issues and needed somebody to front them some money for a cur- courier, and we could be millionaires. So who knows? We might not even be doing the podcast next week. <laughs> we might be millionaires. Or we'll just be doing it, you know, millionaires. <laughs> we'll just be doing it from Richard. Africa. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So people of Podbean. Oh, people of Podbean. Um, you know what? We got to do an episode where I go through, if we're ever looking for an episode, you know, topic. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of comments on Podbean that I never read because I go right to the Podbean page. And I was on my app on my phone and I realized, wow, that people have commented on each individual episode and I've never talked about it. Uh, so sorry, guys, if you've commented and I never said anything about it. Um but uh, this week we had uh, um, Mike Welch and our buddy Muse uh, both liked episode uh, 108, Horizon Hobby with Pete Holy. Um, 
and we had four people start following us. Conspiracy World, uh, CJC Apple, um, <laughs> Thor Felicity Bell, and PBGE F856BA started following us. <laughs> Not one of those Star Wars droids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks, guys. Great. Thank you. There are no new reviews on iTunes. All right, so before we go to our outro, I just want to give uh, thanks again, Gail, for coming on the show and taking the time to to inform us uh, about the fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly. Seems like the premier event to be in February, so I want all our listeners book your flights now and get your butts over there. Or do the treasure yeah. hunt. Or the treasure hunt, yes. If you can't make it, at least participate in the treasure hunt. And, and please come up and say hi hi to me if you're out there and you have to don't have never met me come over and say hi yeah say I'll say, be, say hi to Gail now. say Steve and Kevin sent <laughs> sent us say hi bug you, <laughs> you no, they're so, not bugging me trust yeah. me <laughs> awesome uh, so drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode email us at freefallrc at gmail like us on Facebook facebook.com slash freefallrc podcast check out our webpage freefallrcpodcast.com Say hi to Chris Robert. Hi, Chris Robert. All right. Let us know if you want to add anything. Um, we'll definitely try to add that uh, tiny whoop stuff. Yeah. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast sitting next to the FT community cast. Hey, Pat, Joel, and Mike. Awesome. We are still doing the podcast, but you wouldn't know it if you went to the flight test forum because I haven't updated that since like episode 90, I think. I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to. You know, apologize to all of us. I just, I personally, and I know Kevin, you too. It's where it's so hard to manage the forums. Um, it's just too much, you know. So it's 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 hard for us to manage Facebook forums, do the podcast, create content. You know, it's all hard this stuff. for us to manage the forums and manage Fred and manage Fred too. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, and and then uh, and then deal with Bill. So. <laughs> Cut us a little slack. <laughs> uh, I thought Bill was going to get away with nothing this episode. No way. But you had to wheel it back in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast. Sitting next to our friends at RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. And sitting next to the full um, full pitch RC Heli podcast, too. They hey, got a section up there, too. Jimmy Jones. Oh, he's up there, too, now? Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So. If you do leave a post and you and we don't answer it, or you you know you're waiting for a response, just drop us an email and then we'll go there and take a look, <laughs> or just drop us an email in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Email Kevin and I both get those emails on our phones. It's it's easier, definitely. Facebook is probably one of the easiest methods. Yeah. Uh, through Facebook Messenger or uh, just Facebook, you can know, leave a comment on our Facebook page. Uh, since we all, you know, we're all admins on that, and we we see all the notifications for that too. So, all right, thanks again, Gail. Thanks to all our listeners. We are skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks, Gail. Vegas. Thanks, Gail. I got to put V to Las Vegas at the end of this. Yeah. And hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. For a few minutes.
Uh, iTunes reviews. Oh, damn it. You know, I forgot to fire up iTunes. <laughs> All right, so we'll check next week for iTunes reviews. So if you want your review to be, <laughs> uh, you know, on want air. Us, yeah, want us know. to re- read your review. Yeah. Drop us one right now. And somebody send Kevin a reminder to fire it up. Oh, man. <laughs> Every week. What's wrong with me? Kevin? Don't edit that out because everybody no, no. needs to know. <laughs> he, he doesn't like iTunes. That's why. That's why he does it. He does this on purpose. I think we all it, know it. We're, we're at 109th episode. This isn't your first rodeo. Come on. All right. <laughs> there are no new reviews on iTunes. Okay. All right. I think I'm good to go. Um, just to let you guys both know that... Uh, I had a bit of a sinus infection this last couple of days, so I'm going to definitely be muting my mouth, uh, my mic a lot more. Oh, uh, just so that I don't like cough or sneeze or if I have to blow my nose or something like that. But if I sound a little different, that's probably why. No, you know, I always like it when you mute your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's muted so, right now. Should I, should I, uh, should I un- forget to, should I forget to unmute like Fred? No, that's annoying. <laughs> Somebody sent me a text today, the other day and was like, can you tell Fred to shut up when other people are talking? <laughs> I was like, I think it was James. He sent me that. I was like, uh, I got to relay that message. <laughs> but I was like, Fred knew him. So he was just, you know, they were joking around. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, that was, that was funny. Awesome. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> tell Fred to shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially last episode because uh, the guest host sounded like Fred too, so I got all confused. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm ready to. Right. <clears throat> oh, oh wait a minute! I Hold record. I'm not <laughs> recording on the Taz game. Yeah, I'm recording on my call recorder now. All right. Hold on. Let's do this. Gail's gonna be like, "What kind of outfit is this? Guys are never recording." All right. Yeah, this is cool. Or he knows. Hey, yeah. He knows the deal. Don't even go there because we've had a few instances where I'm supposed to be recording, and I forgot oh. to hit the record button. Oh, that's the worst. Go, Did you get it? And I says, "Yeah, I got it." Oh crap! We got to do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's usually Alan is the problem too. Oh boy! But he can like. I'm sure Alan can do the exact same move, place the helicopter exactly where he had it before, like five times in a row, and couldn't even tell the difference. <laughs> Hey, Kevin. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. I'm freezing my butt off up here. Well, you know what? There's an event in February that you can go that would fix that right up. Really? What event is that? It's the fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly. It's a manufacturer fun fly held in February 23rd through the 25th of this year, 2018, at the Bennett Field in Las Vegas. All right. I heard some of the uh, top manufacturers are going to be there. Yeah, you got that right. (sighs) Here's a quick rundown of the sponsors, which is... Quite an impressive list. The gold sponsors are Align, Diablo, Peak Aircraft, Algawi Helicopters, Mikado USA, MSH USA, SAB USA, Empire Hobby, BK Designs, A-Main, VP Powermaster Fuel, Enterprise Hobbies, Hobbywing North America, AlignTRexStore.com, Las Vegas Soaring Club, Urcha, The Brain 2 Flybrawlers, VTX Blades, 
XL Power, Oxy Helicopters, and Always Keep Flying Group. For silver sponsors, it's quite an impressive list too. So you got B-Sex, you got Cyclone, you got Scorpion, Perfect Regulators, Laura Heli, Futaba, Gen 8, YS Motors, Next Stim, Team Ninja, you know, Joe Reyes and Travis. Yeah. Uh, Free Forestry Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we're even a silver sponsor for them. Micro Heli, Castle, ESEs and Motors, Level End, Johnson Designs, KBDD, High on Helis, Friendly Hobbies, Only Fine Helis, RC Heli Hooligans Podcast. Our nice. There, and Bavarian Demon. That is quite a list. That is a list. No Walkera? No, Walkera couldn't make it this year. <laughs> so what about Pro Pilots? Our buddy Kyle Stacy going to be there? Yeah, Kyle Stacy and many, many more. Alan Zabel Jr. Line. We got Jason Bell from A-Main. Ken and Co. from Align. Nick Maxwell for Futaba, Kyle Stacy for BT Design, Jesse Cavros for MSH and Brain2, uh, Bert Camera uh, from BK Design is going to be there, Colin Bell from Align, Alex Rose, which is MSH and Brain2, Ben Storick, Align, JC Zenko from Empire Hobby slash Gowie, Kyle Dahl representing Mikado USA and BTX, we got CJ Jenkins from Align, uh, remember that kid from Australia? Reese Wyatt from Align, he's, uh, he's out there too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he's like 12 years old or something like that, and he's an amazing pilot. Khan Pooney, in true free forest fashion, I'm going to butcher some names. Uh, from XL Power, <laughs> uh, we got Derek Chekas from Align, Mark Meeks from Align, Mark uh, Blasdale from A-Main Hobbies, Danny Huckabay from Align, Justin Taylor for Oxy, who also is Takumi Helicopter. Right. George Brown from Align, and then Donnie Pesci. Yeah, he's uh, Empire Hobbies Gawi. Um, he's a young one, too. I think he's only about 16 or 17. I think I remember, I follow him on Facebook, and he got a, uh, I remember he, he got excited because he got his driver's license, I think, recently. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And those are the team pilots scheduled to 10. I mean, that's not including all the other pilots that are going to make their way out there that are you know, reps and team pilots for, for these companies too. So it should be pretty insane fun fly. That's awesome, man. That's a, a hell of a list of pilots. You want to hear something even more impressive than that? Oh, man. They'll have over $10,000 of giveaway. Holy cow. Like, I mean, it's Vegas, right? Yeah. So they got to go big, right? I mean. And that's a great field. I've been out to that field just mm-hmm. on a regular, you know, vacation and gone out to meet a couple guys just to right. hang out at an event that they had locally there and it was great everybody was great i had a great time and uh nice it's a, it's a really nice field yeah and i think in february the weather's gonna be like pretty much spot on and perfect out yeah, there it's gonna be awesome so there is a 40 dollar pilot registration fee and it does come with a t-shirt and a complimentary pilot dinner i don't know i mean you've been to vegas a couple of times i've been to vegas a couple of times and um you can spend 40 dollars leaving the airplane <laughs> Forty dollars is not much in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a three-day event, that's nothing. That's awesome. So go to fabulouslasvegas.com and get the full details there. Nice. 